Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Hey, welcome to Ballpark Bros, the show about sports where we talk about sports. That's Tom. I'm Mike. And with us, as always, is friend of the show, David Dargart. As always. Hey, guys. It's an obligation that we play this. Guess what? What? The Cubs won the World Series. Did they? Yes, they did. They so, did it. So now we just have to sit here in dumbfounded silence because there aren't really any words for it. There really aren't. Um, it's the end of sports as we know it. Yeah, they canceled sports. Uh, it's yeah. it, it's over. There. Well, I mean, they they're not playing baseball anymore. That's for sure. Yeah, right. No, yeah, baseball done. decided at the end of the World Series that they were done playing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, really, it does kind of um, it ends and it, it, it doesn't just end an era. It ends a century plus almost another decade. <laughs> it ends several generations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when was that? Wednesday. Seems like it's been 108 years since they. <laughs> It already it does it's it is kind of interesting because like just one week goes by here and we don't live in Chicago obviously they're still partying but you know living out here removed a little bit from it and we're not on the web page we're not on the Cubs site every day like you are it's kind of kind of feels like it's it happened so long ago already <laughs> yeah I mean but the media moves stuff fast though it's yeah, like, yeah it's, yeah it's like the 24 hour news cycle yeah like, we're so far behind being a weekly show sometimes right they could have um, well they could have won five minutes ago and it would have already been like, you know, where were these guys four minutes ago? <laughs> exactly. Um, so, I, you know, we've talked about it. I took half days at work so that I could I could watch the series at home and not uh, not have to miss anything or watch it on a tiny screen at my desk. Um, not that I ever do that. I prefer watching things on tiny screens. Um, so, well, that's because you're nearsighted. What's not like Tom and I were watching it on my phone in the car in the rain as i was taking him home uh that night yeah tom tom and i were actually gonna run by sean's um and then we decided uh we're gonna try to watch it at uh you know at tom's place and then we remembered that we can't because he doesn't have cable so we stopped at another bar and, and then so and that then so we, that uh, we so that we wouldn't have to watch it on, our, on the phone they, they tied right. it they tied it, it, it indians tied it at six at Doran Secor at a red light. <laughs> and so <clears throat> I, I, I directed us to the nearest bar I was like, to All right. where we were. Yeah. I was like, all right, I guess we will go to a bar. So we then we get there, and the rain delay happens. Yeah. So we're just sitting there not watching baseball at a bar that I don't particularly like. We didn't really want to go. We're not going to call, our, call them out, but... <laughs> It was fun once the game got going again. Though. Yeah, it was fun, a, not <laughs> heart attack inducing. Yeah, no, yeah, we weren't. So I'm, I'm getting texts from these guys during yeah, the game. Yeah, texts and Tom Tom posts on on our personal Facebooks. Um, somebody check on Michael Seal for me. Yeah, yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> so that that was actually kind of a kind of a general population thing. Like everyone I knew was kind of worried about me. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, I uh, so when. When the game got to be about five to three, I stopped looking at my phone, and um, yeah, I'd been playing a bubble shooter game between innings to distract myself because <laughs> it was it was going to be too much. Yeah. And by the time it was tied, I was I was done. You know, phone was across the room during a, you know during the rain delay and everything. Like I wasn't I wasn't talking to anybody. And they they come out from the rain delay, and the Cubs just go to work. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, which was, apparently that was that was spearheaded by Jason Hayward, not with anything that he did, but with the, some things that he said. He rallied the guys in a weight room, yeah, and told them, you know, basically, <laughs> this is our time. This is this is when we make it happen. Yeah, and they went out and you know, Schwarber base hit. Yeah, pinch runner. Elmore moves up to second. Yeah, things kind of and it it just snowballed from there, and you know before you know it, Cubs have put up two runs, and they're looking like they're in pretty good shape. Yeah, things and kind of went pretty fast there. So you know the game finally ends. Bryant throws that ball over to Rizzo, and I go to check my phone. <laughs> Something like thirty-seven notifications. So to all of you who texted me and Facebooked me and everything else, I appreciate it. I know I didn't get back to everybody. I do appreciate it. And uh, I was all right. Yeah. For, well, for unpopular people like us, 37 is a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's literally everyone I know. Yeah. No, I, I texted you twice or uh, it was probably around 1030 or something. Um, they were probably in the sixth, fifth or sixth inning or something like that. I don't know. But anyway, I know I texted you a couple of times just knowing that you weren't going to reply. I just right. texted you a couple uh, funny things, I think. But yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like I would have loved to have responded and been, you know, goofing well, around with people and everything cuz a lot of them were, you know, before things got out of hand. Well, um, this is a once in a lifetime and a half yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a thing and so I wouldn't I wouldn't be answering people either. Right. I mean, like let's say that theoretically the Jays went to it next year, I'd be like, "Okay, whatever." Um, I'm getting texts. I guess I'll look at a couple. It's not, it's a different story. Right. Yeah, you've seen... Now, I could see Tom doing this with the Pirates because it's not like, you know, they haven't won in his lifetime. Yeah. It right. hasn't been a drought like, like Cleveland or like Chicago um, or, you know, these other teams, but... Yeah. Um, it's been a drought. Well, and you you won't be doing that next year, right? You'll you'll be you'll be answering texts. Here's, yeah. So here's the thing. Okay, uh, you know Vegas always does this after the after the championships for any sport. They come out with the odds right off the bat, and the Cubs are favorites to win next year. Yeah. They're going to have largely the same team. They bought out Jason Hamill. Um, they're probably not going to get a role as Chapman back. Uh, well, it seems like uh, he's going to wind up back in New York. Yeah. Isn't Fowler also testing um, the waters? Fowler's testing the waters, but Schwarber will be healthy. Right. Which will move, um, which will move some guys around in the outfield so that he can play left. Um, so he doesn't accidentally hurt his knee again. Yeah. So it'll probably put him in left. Hayward will have to move to center, and they'll probably put uh, they'll probably platoon Soler and Contreras in right. Contreras will play there when he's not catching. Yeah. Um. But uh, they're they're going to be largely the same team. They might uh, ship out the unhappy Miguel Montero. I don't know if you guys saw that. So uh, just moments after winning the World Series, Miguel Montero uh was talking to a reporter and. Decided to voice his displeasure with how he was used throughout the playoffs because he didn't get enough playing time. Well, he was two for 12 in the World Series or in the playoffs. Yeah. Two for 12 in the playoffs. Yes. The two hits he had, the basically the game winning hit because that was the deciding run in the end in game seven. Right. And the grand slam in game one of the NLCS. So, yes, he did have two great hits. But on the season, I believe he was batting around or less than 220. Um, that's not a player a lot, you play in the playoffs. Didn't have a lot of home runs. Didn't have. Didn't drive in a lot of guys. Struck out a lot. And he took he took the time to voice his displeasure with how he was handled because they didn't communicate to him how they were going to handle him, how they were going to play him when he was going to get into the games. Oh well. I think Joe Madden has a little bit more on his mind than trying to make sure that you're happy with the way uh, 
your playing time is being handled and that yeah. you're being, you know, communicated with. He doesn't uh, run a daycare, he runs a baseball team. Yeah, there are other I'm, things. I'm sorry, there. didn't didn't he didn't you guys just win a, a World Series? I think you can take a minute to be happy about that. Yeah, joke. You're going yeah. to retire a World Series champion at some point. Yeah, yeah, jokes on him. He spent the first few minutes of being a champion whining about something. Yeah. That's that stinks. I mean, believe me, I'm I was happy to have I was happy to have him on the team when they made the trade. He was great for us last year. Things didn't work out for him this year and, you know, Wilson Contreras came on strong and David Ross had for a 39-year-old, David Ross had one hell of a year. Yeah. I mean, and it I just love some of the things that happened uh, throughout the year for him. He hit his 100th home run. His last at-bat in the regular season was a home run against the Cardinals. And he hit the home run in his last game ever Yeah, in a Game 7 yeah. in the World Series. Where you won by, by one. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, one, you know, that's yeah. one of those games where every single run that was scored was necessary. Yeah, and, and that home run came. It was 5-3. to three. They had just given up the two runs on that wild pitch that hit him in the head. Right. You know, it bounced to the dirt, came up and hit him, and yeah. he comes back out next half inning and hits that home run to to kind of well to increase their lead and to kind of kind of stop the bleeding as far as that goes. And then him and yeah. Lester come back out in the bottom of the inning, and Lester just dominates for the rest of his time out there. Yeah, and that was kind of the thing when when I saw that Cleveland had made it five three that uh you know i looked at tom and i was like oh you know like i think that i think cleveland is going to do this then just by making it five three i i had you could see that they were that they were like coming back that they could easily tie and win this thing and then they did go and tie it right um so you know what at five at five to one we're like oh yeah it's five to one this game's over for some stupid reason i had that idea i know that that doesn't work in baseball right and then although fan graphs win probability yeah right before right before the home run gave uh chicago something like a 95 percent chance of winning wow which still wound up to come true yeah right. just uh <laughs> you know but as as soon as the home run as soon as the home run happened yeah. cleveland then took the lead in win probability right. at like 54 percent yeah yeah and the team was playing really well yeah so but that, that home run stole was, the momentum was kind of neat because they uh when they showed the outfield view of it it bounced off the camera there so that was like a really great shot of it right they nailed the camera <laughs> And they showed from the other angles the uh, the cameraman had vacated the premises. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he he skedaddled. I um, uh, looking back on it, and now that you know my chest doesn't hurt, and that uh, I, you know I don't have that anxious tight feeling in my shoulders, and my head isn't throbbing anymore. I'm glad that the game went the way that it did. Yeah, okay, a Cubs blowout would have been nice, and you know it would have been. But I feel like the championship, it that yeah. game was a microcosm of what the Cubs have gone through for a hundred for 108 years. And it's yeah. a, and it's when you have a series that that's you know when you have a series that good against two play, uh teams that are that good too, you can you want it to go to a game seven. Yeah, and you want it to be a one run extra inning game. Right, like that. That's the kind of that's as far as a game can go. Well, I mean, yeah. a game can go to infinity innings, uh, or, or I guess infinity minus one. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, why wouldn't it go to seven? Why wouldn't it go to extras? You know, why wouldn't it, why wouldn't it be a one run game that followed a rain delay in extra inning? Right. Why, why, why wouldn't that happen? Is it, it cracks me up just looking, looking back at the playoffs as a whole. So the Giants get the wild card. And, you know, you got the even year stuff. So they match up with the Cubs right away. The Cubs take the 2-0 lead. San Francisco gets game three. 
And people are starting to say, oh, well, if Chicago loses this next one in San Francisco, then they've got to face Bumgarner and, yeah. or no, um, Cueto, Johnny Cueto. Yeah. Then they got to face Cueto and, you know, boom, the Cubs are out of the playoffs. Like it was a foregone conclusion. Well, Chicago comes back and wins that game in San Francisco and they get to move on to play the Dodgers. They get down in that Dodgers series, two games to one, and all of a sudden it's over. People are writing the Cubs obituary, you know, like the, the streak goes on to 109. Well, I figure it's just, I mean... With a streak that long, yeah, it does eventually have to come to an end. But I think there's a lot of people who really want to keep telling that story year after year. Right. And so they're going to take every chance they can to uh, to write the team off. Yeah. Well, these people have their own teams that they like too, and they're probably tired of hearing about the Cubs. Oh, I'm sure. they're, they're like, oh, you know, like, oh, the whole the world stops and starts for the Cubs World Series, and so these are people that may be bitter in some ways about yeah. that, and they just want to they just want to get you know get under your skin. Yeah. Um, and that- I I could see that being a possibility for a lot of these writers, or a lot of these you know a lot of these writers who just want to just like tear down whatever uh because you did have this national you know coming yeah. out party i mean this whole ju- you know like everybody came out for for the cubs um and then you know like i said there are people that are that may be bitter about this and just want to tear down those good feelings right and stuff like that and like like i understand it and in, in in like a practical from a practical angle of like wait why did we all stop and cheer for this one team but from the other hand it's like people are having fun shut up yeah yeah <laughs> it's like people are having fun chill but it was, it was like, just so interesting to see how many you know how many cub season is over stories we saw yeah. throughout the playoffs just even before the world series and then all of a sudden they're in this 3-1 hole you think and, you're the first to write this story people have been writing this story for 108 years right, right. you, you want to be the first naysayer <laughs> yeah you're gonna need a time machine but you know everybody it was and you know everybody's writing off what is the best team in baseball they were the best yeah. team in baseball all year long from start to finish yeah yeah and you know people are trying to write them off in every single every single round of the playoffs but going and, all the way back to the all-star break uh, is always interesting for me to think about where i think it was right before the all-star break you could see like something sort of slowing down yeah with the cubs and then you're like, well, I guess we'll see what the All-Star break does. And it didn't then, really fix then, it like, that much. Yeah, and then, like, they come right back and win and, and you know, blow right back up again. Like, like there wasn't, you know, like they didn't miss a beat there. Um, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, uh, they they definitely had a lot of flow a lot of flow issues right there in the middle. You know, they couldn't get runs. Their pitching failed them down the stretch a little bit. The bullpen had a little bit of issue during that time. But, for you know, from the time they traded for a Rollis Chapman on, they were back to being that unbeatable team from the first month of the year. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, uh, who knows what would have happened if they had just stayed with the guys they had. You know, maybe they don't make it that far. Maybe well, they I mean, get knocked I out mean, in the first round. Who knows? Even what, what, what happens if they only make the wild card as opposed to uh, being the number never, one seed? I that mean, was never what an if issue. They, I mean, granted, the Cardinals and, and the Pirates and the rest of the division really played like crap all year. Yeah. Um, it, it it was never it was never in doubt that they'd have the number one seed. I mean, uh, even even look at the teams that won the other two divisions. Well, they were so far ahead of their of all the other teams. Yeah, so early that it would have taken a massive. It would have taken implosion. a co-sized collapse. Yeah, yeah, no, they would have had to collapse like in in a nearly unprecedented manner. Yeah, to n- not win that. Yeah, to, I, to lose that, if you will. Sorry, I, 
making fun of a, co- a commentator from a few weeks back. Yeah, it was, I think it was a football game. Somebody said something along those lines of He's like, a, uh, they said something. What, what did he end up saying like specifically? Um, he, he said something like, about like playing. Uh, he's, they're playing less, uh, less good, worse, if you will. <laughs> something along those lines. It's, it's some, you know, that similar structure. Like, yeah, no, I'll, I will, I will take the word that means what you want it to mean. It was. I feel like that one, like that commentator, thought he was being like he just accessed this well, hidden part of language. I really hope he was just making fun of himself and realizing he, yeah. that he uh, completely forgot about the word worse. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he was though. But what do you got there? So uh, Michael's got his phone up. Yeah, say something interesting. Yeah, something just <laughs> something just came up. Uh, so we're we're gonna talk about Theo a, a little bit uh, a little bit later. Um, but apparently when they got back to Chicago. Chicago. Looks like Theo Epstein, uh, I'm not sure if this is uh, Jed Hoyer, the GM, uh, a couple other guys, apparently went into the bleachers at Wrigley Field and ate goat. Oh, God. Man. Uh, And, you know, people are going to get all outraged. People eat goat, okay? Oh, yeah. No. It's an actual meat that people eat. Don't, you know. No, it's not that outrageous. uh, It's just, it's just like, it's just, he's having having fun with it. He really is. And I I appreciate it. You know, I'm not, I'm not a guy that believes in curses or anything like that. However, I will say, so I took the half days. Game one, took the half day, stopped into Sean's to grab a bite to eat, and then went home and watched the game downstairs in my living room. Game two, after they had lost game one, I went, grabbed a bite to eat at a fast food chain, went home and watched the game up in my room. Cubs win. I had the weekend off, so I watched all the games at home in, you know, various ways. But then we were right back to, uh, you know, having to take half days. Game three, uh, well, game six, I guess, third game that I took a half day. I went to the same fast food chain, went home and went and watched the game in my living room. So I knew when Game 7 came, there was no way that I was going to go to Sean's and then watch the game in my living room because that's how they lost. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, listen, I'm, I'm not superstitious or anything like that. It was, you know, I'm just goofing around. But it, it's fun to see them having fun with the goat thing. Yeah. You know, um, and Theo's definitely embraced everything about this team, the good, the bad, all of it. Yeah, I mean um, – and the fans appreciate this kind of stuff. We really do. You know, you, you see you see a guy who has no ties to this team other than, other than you know, being hired by them five years ago. But he's, right. he's embraced the history of this team. And, and it's nice to see. You know, they included Ernie Banks before his death. And yeah, uh, they had Billy Williams was there for the parade. Um, Billy G. Williams? No. Oh. Billy uh, E. Williams. Oh. Billy Williams. Legendary Cubs outfielder Billy Billy Bros. That's where we just talk about guys named Billy for four hours. Uh, yeah, let me pull some. Billy Bean. Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, we're not talking about him. He's a Billy. All right. Anywho. Billy Goats. Back to Goats. Back to Cubs. did it. Brought it all back around. Now we're going to go on to the Cubs opponent. What is next for Cleveland? They could take up football. I think they'll, they'll be, they'll be back. Maybe not, you know, all the way back, but. Given the division they're in, uh, I it's not hard to see them winning it again next year. I do wonder how many of these guys maybe like did play football in college. You know, who were two sport athletes, and the Cleveland and the Cleveland Browns are calling them up. <laughs> like, hey, uh, so what are you doing? Hey, they they did hire that uh, baseball sabermetrics guy. Oh, the guy from the, it was from the Mets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That, the Browns that worked out really him. well. Yeah, they're killing it. 
look, obviously the football guys they were hiring weren't working, so. Right. I mean, you got to yeah, try something. Nothing but is they're working. doing worse than they ever have now. But yeah, the Cleveland baseball team, I don't know. It's interesting because like, they make the World Series uh, this season, but the, the season before that, they didn't even play 162 games. <laughs> That's true. You know, they yeah. played 161 games. Uh, and I remember that because, you know, I've got my spreadsheet and all my numbers sitting there and I've got the final season records for every team that I see the year that I see them and I see an odd number and, and like it screws with my head. Yeah. <laughs> so it sticks out to me. They were, yeah. well, yeah, what well, they had a, they had a rain postponement, uh, with, it was the Tigers, right? And both teams were out of the playoffs. So they just Something decided like not to make it up, which, you yeah, know, I, I get it. it I think they should have and... called up all of their minor leaguers and let them play the game. <laughs> Everybody gets to have an MLB game on their, on their stat sheets. Yeah. But yeah, they didn't even, they didn't, you know, make the playoffs. They didn't even play a full season or whatever. Yeah. Well, and then they go to the world series this year. And, uh, I mean, it all depends on who they are keeping. They're honestly, they, they also will largely be the same team. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. I think in baseball, if you keep the same players at, you know, following success, you're probably going to continue to have success. Right. It's, it's well, that, I mean, sometimes even if after failure, yeah. just keeping that core group of guys together and letting them grow, look at, uh, look at Chicago and look at Cleveland. I yeah. mean, Cleveland does have a core group of guys that were there when they were bad. Right. And you keep that core group together and let them grow. Eventually you will find the success. Yeah. Toronto kept a core, went to yep. back-to-back ALCSs yep. with that same core. So, yeah. If, if the same core of players stay in Cleveland, then there's no reason to believe that they won't be back. Well, and assuming they don't get snake bitten and, and kind of, you know, if, if one player has a, a slump and he's he's one of the core guys, he's one of the leaders of the team, sometimes it's really difficult for the team not to slump. Yeah, yeah, that happened. That happened a lot, actually, this year with the Blue Jays, too. Yeah, I, I think that core up the middle, Kipnis and Lindor, yeah. I, I think... That's that's gonna keep this team competitive. It, it you know it, it may not get them back to the World Series next year, but it's gonna keep this team competitive. Just those two guys alone, and not just what they do with their bats and in the field, but what they do for their teammates and lifting everybody up and getting them getting them ready to play and rallying the guys when things are not going well. Yeah, and they're pitching. As long as their pitching is good again, too. Yeah, well, anytime you got Corey Kluber, you yeah. got to win every five days. Yeah, right. So, so how do we get him come to the Pirates? Hmm. Well, I don't know. Once he gets there, you won't pay him. Yeah, it's money, man. Yeah, you'll I know. Take, but, you'll but, take money away from him. Yeah. I know, I, but he, he wants to go where people uh, something. I don't know. I don't know why people go to the Pirates, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Pittsburgh's a nice town. We you know we go there. Yeah, I mean, quite often we like it. But is it a nice enough town to give up potentially millions of dollars? No, no. Especially when they've just missed the playoffs. No, absolutely not. There's nothing really in Pittsburgh that I think could draw somebody who you know who could go to San Francisco or something and make a twenty million dollars more. They have a lot of museums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have, what are what are some of those museums they have in Pittsburgh? Don't say it. Just say the one. Just say the one, and I'm gonna, We're gonna give you a reason to never go to Pittsburgh. I'm gonna Socrates you right out of this argument. Um, Andy Warhol Museum. Warhol Bros. No. They have the Andy Warhol Museum, and if you told me that, you know, before handing me a contract. I mean, well, they also have a really cool bird museum. Yeah, oh. but they also have the Andy Warhol Museum. Yeah, bird, birds, as cool as birds are, and birds are super cool, uh, they're not cool enough for, for me to deal with an Andy Warhol Museum. Yeah. I'm going to address one person in particular right now. Victor, you're trying to figure out what you're going to do with your life if you're going to move back to Toledo. 
from Pittsburgh. Dude, you live in a city that has an Andy Warhol museum. How is this how yeah. is this such a difficult thing? Just you, move away from Andy Warhol. Yeah. It's, go anywhere else. Yeah. It's Andy Warhol. Unreal. We can all sit around and pretend to be ironic, just like he did. Ugh. I pretend to be ironic ironically. I'm more of a Basquiat guy. I'm getting nauseous talking about Andy Warhol. Can we move on? Yeah, yes. let's uh, right. let's go on. Let's hold a vote. Yes, we can move on. So so we think Cleveland will be back. Yes. Um, not necessarily a World Series, but I think there's another one in their future. Maybe not next year, but I, I do believe they will. Well, get I don't back. think it'll be another uh, 68 years. No, no, I think they'll I think they'll be all right sooner rather than later. Um, yeah, they'll be they'll be up there in that group of really good teams. I would like I would like to see them get aggressive and uh, go after. Start punching go, people on the field. Go after. Uh, it worked for the Rangers. It did. Go oh, after you ain't no, a it didn't. It didn't work for the Rangers. They got swept. Cespedes <laughs> opted out of his contract with the Mets. I'd like to see them get aggressive and go after Uanus. Um, I, I think it would be Cespedes will go be after what? Cespedes. I know what I said. Will be on another team. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. weird. So it A's, he, Sox, he sticks Tigers, Mets. <laughs> He sticks around, doesn't he? Um, I don't, and I don't get it. I, I'm trying to think of a guy with that much talent that's moved around that much. I don't know. That's interesting. I think if he doesn't get on a team and win the World Series that same year, he thinks it's a waste of time. Well, the money was the issue for him. I mean, he got traded. Well, the A's can never pay you, so that yeah, explains right. leaving them. Well, he got traded from the A's to the Red Sox, got traded from the Red Sox to the Tigers, got traded from the Tigers to the Mets. Right. He signed with the Mets. The Red Sox, I think, didn't need him. Well, was that, there... was part of the, that was part of the Lester deal. Yeah, right. That's right. That yeah, they shipped. But ultimately, they don't need him. Yeah, you know, they've they've got enough going on that they don't need Jonas Cespedes. Yeah, I don't know. Indians can go after I- Indians go after Cespedes. Oh my God! You know what? You should do it. No, what they should do? Go after Canley Jansen and Arolas Chapman. Just have your starter pitch three innings. Mm-hmm. You could you could yeah. pitch Corey Kluber every day. You just go Kluber, Chapman, Miller, uh, Shaw, Allen, Jansen. Why don't you know, right, I mean? Why, why don't they do that? Having you say that, and uh, this was the first World Series ever where no starting pitcher recorded an out after the fifth inning. Yeah, I yeah I had seen that stat. Um, amazing the way that they handled the pitching in this one. I, I'm, I mean, Joe Madden was torn apart for the way he handled the pitching <clears throat> the pitching matchups in game six and seven. Yeah. Um, well, you know, people saying he pulled Hendricks too soon, then he pulled Lester too soon, never should have pitched Chapman in game six. Well, I, I actually do think that he did overpitch Chapman. I, I when, when they brought Chapman in in game seven, I thought, hasn't he pitched two straight games isn't he you know yeah he pitched like 40 some pitches in that one game i would have liked to see mike montgomery come in in that situation rather than chapman uh, montgomery uh, he pitched lights out all series long whenever he came in um not many people know that much about him he was in the mariner system and the cubs traded for him mid-season and he had some ups and downs during the year but during this playoff run almost unhittable yeah you know one of one of the best bullpen options for the Cubs, and interesting to see that uh, the Cubs barely used Pedro Strope and Hector Rondon throughout the series. Yeah, that was a little surprising. Yeah, I didn't hear their names coming up a whole lot. That was interesting. So they uh, they focused on like three or four guys out of that bullpen. Yeah, you know, they used uh, Travis Wood, obviously Chapman, Montgomery, and um, Carl Edwards. So 
kind of surprising the way they handled their bullpen. But so I said we were going to talk about Theo a little bit. So this is the second team that Theo's broken a curse with. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it was towards the beginning of his career there in Boston, but he was a big part of getting those players in and setting up that system and that way of thinking in Boston. Yep, I'll, hate, I'll hate him forever. He ended. <laughs> <laughs> he ended. He ended that streak, and now he's done it with the Cubs. Yeah. Um, he did just uh, re up with the Cubs. He's going to be there for. For quite a while, and he's making a lot more money now. Um, I think it's the Illuminati. But uh, <laughs> what else could it be? Yeah, I think Theo Epstein is an Illuminati agent. So if uh, if you're running a team in baseball, oh, like you know, say the Rays or uh, the Mariners or one of these teams that's never never won a World Series, why don't you just give him thirty million a year to build you a winner? Yeah, screw it. Do it. Yeah, just do that. I mean, I would do that. Obviously, uh, the guy knows what he's doing. N- Nintendo had the money when they owned the Mariners. Yeah. And they went and sold them. Well, but 30 million years, I mean... 30 million years? Or $30 million a no, year. 30 million years. <laughs> Some teams it will take Tom's about right. about that long. Yeah, Tom's right. 30 million. We're I mean, talk- it's not every, not every team's going to be... Uh, set up for him to come in and tell them what players to get yeah you know he he completely tore the cubs down yeah Yeah. i mean he said hey listen to me yeah no i would give him that money i mean 30 million million a year over say it takes him five years to build the team you could blow that on you could pay him or you could blow that on verlander you know right yeah like that's the kind of thing (laughs) like we could (sighs) there's a difference between like a a pitcher's uh arm strength and a and the brilliance of theo epstein yeah (laughs) there's the mind and uh, that it takes to put together that team you know the the ability that it takes to do that the arguing ability that it takes to do that um, I'll take that over one guy's arm, yeah. over over a st- one starter's arm, yeah. over yeah, well, one out of five arms. Yeah, an yeah, arm a week. Like, an yeah, ar- Verlander <laughs> can't pitch every day. No, uh, well, you, you get an arm a week versus this guy who can literally give us a championship. Well, and at this point, who's going to argue with Theo Epstein when he says, go out and get this player? Right. He, right. he was bashed relentlessly when they drafted Kyle Schwarber with the number four pick. That's just, yeah bashed because Schwarber doesn't have a real position and they're an NL club. So what? That comes with being a Cubs guy though. Or that, you know, that just comes for with working yeah, with the I mean, Cubs too. Right. You're going to get bashed for anything. Right. But so, I, mean, I mean, if you run out of mustard, you know, it's <laughs> like the world's going to, CNN's on that. Yeah. But, like, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, he, he had hit so many home runs with these, with these picks and trades that he made, traded for Addison Russell, you know, drafted Javi, Javi Baez, drafted Contreras, yeah. drafted uh, Bryant, traded for Rizzo. Yeah. He's got this track record. Why couldn't everyone just sit back and be like, all right, let's see how this Schwarber thing plays out. Yeah. You know? Yeah, okay, he's not a great catcher. Okay, he's not a great left fielder. They, they want to win the World Series the day he makes that move. Yeah. If, yeah, other people don't see it. They don't they don't see what he sees, but they also don't make thirty million dollars. At at a certain point, you do have to trust the guy that makes thirty million dollars. Yeah. Which actually I believe or I he doesn't say what does he make? I want to say his new contract puts him up to ten ten million a year. Okay. So and I think he was making like three and a half. Yeah. So I, like I don't trust like when it comes to people that make ten million a year, I don't trust them like, you know, with my wallet. Right. But I trust them with making the decisions that they make ten million dollars a year to make. Yeah, <laughs> I would just trust them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't get that. I, he's again, got the track record now. Yeah, well, again, it's a you know journalists want to you know they have to be naysayer. Like you have yeah. to have these naysaying journalists. It's part of the job is for them to say, oh, this won't work. This won't work. And then when those when those journalists are wrong, they 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 
typically don't care because yeah. again it's their job to just say stuff you got to have a contrarian opinion um that's gonna get you that's gonna get you clicks yeah. i tell you what how awesome would it have been for schwarber to come back and just do something that got him the world series mvp <laughs> yeah. i mean that Maybe story home Terrence, runs in every game here's his acl in april and comes back to play in the world series yeah. had had the fewest at bats of any player ever to participate in a world series i would have dedicated oh, that that two? dedicate that yeah. homer to five or so dedicate that home run to theo yeah and say look guys and that's so that's another he believed thing. in me schwarber during his rehab he was in the draft room with the cubs executives yeah. on draft day this past year walking around giving opinions and talking about guys that he had played against and with and everything as i mean he was he was vital to the organization all the way throughout the season even if he wasn't out there with them and he was at a lot of the games too you could right. see him in the dugout cheering on the team with the guys and he was there all through the playoffs just an awesome awesome guy to have around yeah but it's just so odd that they do their draft in the middle of the season yeah well because you got the fall leagues and that's what you're drafting for right you're drafting to put these guys into the arizona fall league right yeah yeah and and it makes sense i mean because like we've had conversations about the mlb draft in the past and about how like the first overall doesn't always like really really matter in ways that it might in other sports right obviously they matter obviously the first overall in baseball is still more important than the second overall or you know any other round well and it's but i mean they have in hockey and football you might you're going to have more guys going you know right to being starters well they, they have what like a hundred some rounds yeah yeah i think i was drafted but <laughs> yeah i think there's a line of succession in baseball there's a line of succession for uh for every team i'm pretty sure pretty sure that i'm a member of the mariners i think uh the astros have me doing something i'm at yeah i'm at least a bad boy yeah. if one of their guys gets hurt yeah, i think i'm pretty sure that i was drafted <laughs> as an outfielder for the mariners so. but oh, so all right so i i i could spend the rest of the show on the world series and the cubs but that's not what the listeners want or do you yeah. no you don't deserve that I mean, there's at least one who does. That's right. I'm sure Mike Mike would love it if I... Yeah, Mike Schroyer would absolutely love if we just... You know what, guys? Just keep going. Keep going. I, I ran into uh, Tom and I, actually. Uh, we went out there to, to Sean's after the walleye game uh, the other day. Ran into him. I got to talk to Schroyer about his... Uh, just his feelings, his reaction. It was nice to hear. Oh, so, um, it, was, it was nice to see him and just see the excitement in his face. <laughs> I text- personally, I don't know very many Cubs fans. I know they exist, but you know, I just know you and him. I had texted him after the game and I just said, "What do we do now?" Yeah, he told me that. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he re- he recounted that. He yeah. said, "We just stay humble." Yeah, he said, "Embrace this yeah, and embra- stay humble." Yep, embrace yep. this and stay humble. Yeah, that's I, what he said. What what do we do now? Like, yeah, no, he had a really, I he had a really good attitude yeah. when. Uh, we were talking to him on uh, what was that Tom Saturday? Yeah, um, it was really cool to talk to him. Yeah, actually, I have not seen him uh, seen him since. So well, we went up to, there. You and I went up there on Thursday, and he and he was still off. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he wasn't there that night. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably see him within the week but, yeah. or so. I, no, it was cool. Uh, was, there a lot. It was cool to get his take since we had him on the show talking since he had been to one of these World Series games. Yeah. You know, it was really cool to get his feelings on finally seeing his team do that. Yeah. 
and you know, I, I did say it throughout, you know, to, to my Indians fan friends. I feel for you guys. I really, really do. Believe me, no one feels for you more than a Cubs fan. <laughs> um, right. And like I said to many of you, you guys are going to have your year soon. I truly believe that. So I'm, I was very happy. I didn't have any issues with any Indians fans uh, being nasty to me, being, you know, being jerks about it. So thank you to the Indians fans out there for not, for not making this into a, into an unpleasant ordeal. So, but, all right. I think that's the last thing we're going to say on the World Series. Um, and I believe the next thing we have on tap is the NFL scores. Yep. Yes, sir. Um, we're going to get this right out of the way. What, um, Thursday? The uh, oh no, I was gonna, <laughs> I was going to jump right in with the Browns game. Oh, okay. Uh, they lost thirty-five to ten to Dallas. <laughs> Yeah. I can't think of a person in the universe that didn't see this coming. No. <laughs> yeah, like uh when I woke up on uh well when I, when yeah, when I when I when I was getting ready to watch football on Sunday. Um like like being where we are, we usually get Browns games and 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 <clears throat> Lions games and uh we I you know, I see that I see that that Dallas game and I'm like I could watch that, but it would kind of be dull. You know, it, would, it actually it, was not our local broadcast. Right, right. It wasn't. It wasn't our local broadcast. We got Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Yeah, and, NFL, and Detroit NFL game rights are weird. Yeah, it was weird. We got Pittsburgh at Baltimore and Detroit at Minnesota. So I, I'm looking at that Browns game, and I said I could watch that. And then I go to look for it. I'm like, oh, I don't get it. Yeah. Whatever. Like, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, whatever. It's it's Cowboys at Browns. They're gonna win by several several scores. Yeah, I mean, just. Quick, quick stats on the game. Prescott, 247 yards. He completed 78% of his passes. He had three touchdowns. Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott, 92 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Jason Winton, eight receptions, 134 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, nice he had a really high going. really contemplated picking him up. He had a really after, good one. After my son dropped him. Yeah. He had a really good one, too. I, 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 um, you know, they did game breaks, and I did catch highlights of that right. game while I was watching the other two. Um, well, I was watching, I was watching the other two games, the other two regional games, but I was also getting ready to go up to Detroit yeah, uh, for a hockey game yesterday. Right. So I, I caught m- uh, a lot of, a lot of that action. Actually, I caught the end of the Lions game in Detroit when we get to that one. But, uh, yeah. um, the Browns 45 rushing yards, uh, 203 passing yards. It's just not, uh, no, it's not good. Not good. So yeah, uh, they had nothing. That's nothing. Yeah. It's. So they're 0 9 now. Uh, on a day when Colin Kaepernick can throw 400. Are they a fit? They're officially eliminated from the playoffs now, right? Like what is it? At week, 0 uh, 1, at, yes. At 0 and 9, you know, I don't know. Hey, when you look at their division, though, I know you got two. Four they and actually four. can still win the division. You have two four and four teams. Oh, they, if they go ahead and uh, and win out, I will eat everybody's hat. Oh, eat every not like not just our hats, everybody's, but like your every hat. Your I see your hats too. I will eat. We'll give you a PO box. You can send your hats send in your for Tom to eat. Hats for Tom. So the the win brings the Cowboys to seven and one. Um, propels the Browns to zero and nine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Right. Uh, well, I was we're, we're looking at I was looking at the rest of their schedule, uh, the rest of the Browns schedule last night after this thing, and um, I'm like I'm looking at a few games and I'm like yeah they could maybe win that one or maybe win that one, but they're not gonna win both. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> what are they gonna win? They're at Baltimore on uh-huh. Thursday. They'll lose. They're at home against Pittsburgh. They're at home against the Giants. At home against Cincinnati on the road 
to Buffalo, at home against San Diego, and on the road in Pittsburgh. Their best chance is Pittsburgh. Is, is Pittsburgh or you said they're at home against the Bengals, right? Yes. That. It's either Pittsburgh or Cincinnati. Just because it could be that tight, divisional, yep. anything-can-happen type of game. That and yeah. and God only knows what either of those teams want to do either. Right. You know, like who knows what the Steelers uh, want to do. And who knows what's going to happen with knows? Ben Roethlisberger. He did yeah. not look good yesterday. No. Um, He's still hurt. They, uh... The Steelers lost their game against the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore, twenty-one to fourteen. Um, you might as well just read that score as twenty-one to nothing. Pretty much. Well, the uh, comeback was ended stupidly <laughs> by an onside kick. The worst onside Chris, kick in the history of football. Yeah, Chris Boswell had the absolute worst onside. He tried kick to anyone do has ever seen one of those ones where they kick it from behind their other leg and make it anyone? sort of dribble. 10 yards and he missed he yeah. kicked it into the back of his own calf he put, yeah it was like right into his own foot and like like you know people are joking like it's got to go 10 yards it didn't go 10 inches it didn't go 10 millimeters the ball went the nowhere ball it went sideways essentially fell off the tee yeah <laughs> and then well my favorite part was then he backs up and just boots the crap out of it <laughs> You're allowed to do that. Yeah. Just boots the crap out of it, like 40 yards downfield, and everybody's chasing it like it matters. <laughs> so what's the rule on that? You're not allowed to kick he, it again? Yeah, because he touched. once the kick happens, the, the kicking team can't touch the ball again oh, yeah, until it goes 10 yards. Yeah. So he touched right, it, touching you know, it up, three yeah. inches away. Right, Touch, touching it, kick, well, I kicking reckon, the hell out of it is touching it again. I yeah. reckon better that than... Uh, than letting the Ravens just go and pick the ball up, you know? You gotta yeah. do something. It just, you know, it, get it, the flag, take the kick five yards further back and try again. Like, I want to know what the plan was. Like, was he going for, like, a tricky kind of yeah, yeah. Uh, onside's kick? Like a... It was just so poorly Atypical. executed. I didn't. Wait, no, I I asked, but I and then the well, second I, I well the second I asked, I realized like it honestly does not matter. Like we could seriously talk about another game instead right now right. because I mean like I, what were the Steelers? Well, I, I I do think it's time for the Steelers to look beyond Chris Boswell for kicking needs because he's yeah. had several misses this year in very important situations yeah. it's just that this gaff and they could have they could have never been at this point though right and yeah. there's not a whole lot you can do when ben is that when ben is as banged up as he yeah. is so there's really nothing you can do total yards in this game 277 for pittsburgh 274 for baltimore yeah um just i mean it usually i was following along on the on the uh on the steelers twitter feed and you know they'll they'll give you know like big plays they'll tweet about and it seemed like every 10 seconds there was a turnover yeah uh, well, but what's funny is there were only two in the game yeah but it seemed like after the punt the, the yeah. Steelers oh, take yeah, over here sessions, yeah um penalties 13 for 99 yards for pittsburgh 10 for 94 for baltimore um just a really so ugly a game standard that's a Baltimore standard. pittsburgh game. Um, yeah that's pretty typical. actually this was the most penalties they've ever had in a game by by a handful what yeah, yeah. What? Um, oh, I, no. That's weird because I remember watching a matchup of these two teams a few years ago where it just seemed like, yeah. like they're beating the crap out of each other. The, uh, whoever the commentators were, one of them, one of them had mentioned that this was this was the most by, and they had mentioned that like in the third quarter. Well, I guess when you think about it, though. 
if I remember a game where they're beating the crap out of each other, it's probably because they weren't throwing flag. Yeah, honestly, right. Not throw, you know, failing to throw a flag right. can easily promote that uh, and perpetuate that atmosphere. Yeah. Um, both of these teams are four and four, tied for the lead in the division, half a game above the Bengals, uh, or three, four, and one. Like I almost feel like t- you know what the one stands for, don't you? Yeah, isn't that when a team ties? Sorry, I turn. Someone turned up my volume really high when I said the word ties. Uh, <laughs> Eric's flipping tables over oh, here. Oh man! Uh, no, that division. One. I almost want to just like. It's the Browns for the taking. Like we're not going to ignore the division. I'm gonna. But I, I really feel like it. Yeah. I really feel like you know. Just let me know in week 17. Could you just let me know who won it? Because even like, like I don't think it's even gonna matter. Who, who won it? No, because... Uh, I think it's going to be Baltimore, but I don't think it will matter when they do. No. Because whoever they face right off the bat is well, going to crush well, them. Well, let's, let's, let's look at the other the other three divisions, okay? You got New England at 7-1, and one, leading the East. Miami and Buffalo are both 4-4, four and four, not really threats. You got the Houston Texans, who are 5-3. and three, Oh, boy. And they're one of those teams. You never know what you're going to get. So, yeah. But then we head out west. Where you have the Oakland Raiders, Kansas City Chiefs, and Denver Broncos. Yeah. All with at least six wins. Yeah. So it really, really doesn't matter who wins the North. Yeah, not really. Um, they're they're likely to get one of those, you know, one of the two wild cards that's going to come out of the West. Right. And those teams are awfully tough this year. I know what Pittsburgh did to Kansas City earlier this year. Well, let you can't forget about what Pittsburgh is, is capable of when they're healthy and and right. when they're playing well. It was and, also it was also prime time in the rain in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Right. When, if, when they beat KC. Well, but just go back to last year. Look at what Arizona did to Green Bay in the regular season. Just right. absolutely obliterated them. Yeah. Green Bay comes back and leads that playoff game most of the way. Right. And, you know, obviously the heartbreak at the end with, you know, the two Hail Marys and then everything else. But it, it does not matter when it comes playoff time what happened in week two of the regular season. It really doesn't. Yeah. But I, you know, I don't. You know, we've we've just said the the AFC North probably won't factor too much into right. the playoff discussion, other than their division winner getting in. If by some random chance one of the teams manages to sneak into a wild card, I think uh, Cincinnati also could uh, cause some trouble for a team in the playoffs. Once, yeah, because when their offense is on, it's on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they got the two-headed running backs, you know, uh, Hill and um, Bernard. Yeah. A.J. Green. Tyler Eifert's healthy now. Yeah. That's a big thing for them. Yep. So um, Cincinnati was on the bye week coming back from London, so no game for them this week. Um, other early games, Kansas City beat Jacksonville 19-14 to and nobody cared. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> no Jacks, J- Kansas City had a big lead for pretty much the whole time, and then Jacksonville kind of crawled back and scored some points and yeah. then moving on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Kansas City playing without Alex Smith, uh, Nick Foles 20 for 33, 187 yards and a touchdown. There was not a lot of offense in this game. Um, yeah, Nick Foles got to start. Total total yards for Kansas City was 231 yards. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, Jacksonville had 449 when his, and was only able to put up two touchdowns. Yep. Um, so what can you say? Just crazy game out there. Um, I, it went the way everyone expected it to. Nobody expects anything out of Jacksonville this year. Um, so yeah, Bortles played pretty well, but it just yeah, it, did, it honestly did not matter. It has not mattered for no. a long time what Jacksonville or anyone on that team has um, done. One right. thing that perfectly it it. it 
it, it encompassed their their existence. Yeah. Ball's floating down. Uh, Foles lets go. Let's go of a pass. Defender has it in his hands and gets hit by a teammate and drops the interception. Oh, <laughs> oh boy! It just, just it tells get, the story of their existence. Can't yeah. get out of your own way. Um, yeah. but yeah, so That's it's a bad game for them. Uh, not a great game for Kansas City. Uh, so we'll we'll move on from there. Um, yeah. The Jets lost again. Interesting. Interesting. Go on. Miami. Miami beat. <laughs> <laughs> the Miami Dolphins beat the New York Jets 27 to 23. Um, J had another pretty solid day. Didn't go over 200. Didn't go over 200 this time. Oh um, shucks. Yep. His just, career is uh, his career is over. Yeah. Just 111 yards and a touchdown. Um, Pedestrian. At one point, he had 10 <laughs> carries for 26 yards, and oh, that wow. included a 20 yard run. Oh boy. Uh, obviously, he got it moving after that. And, yeah, a little and bit. Everything everything went well from there. Similar thing happened with Ingram too yesterday. Right. When, when we yeah. get to that. It's yeah. Like, um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, two more interceptions, sacked three times, got hurt. Uh, the uh-huh. Jets believe it is a sprained MCL. Yes, sprained MCL. It's a sprained, who cares? Not anymore. serious, but could impact Jets' quarterback decision. So that means Bryce Petty uh, will be taken over. He was two for two for 19 yards in, you know, in the limited time he saw. Uh, Fitzpatrick did come back into the game. Tom, Tom cares so little, I think, about he's, the Jets and the Dolphins that he's he's nodding off. He's like his face is nowhere near the mic. He's just resting. There's he's what? just resting while waiting for us to stop talking about the Jets and the there Dolphins. There's nothing to say about this game. There's nothing. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, no. It's like we are wasting our time on this game. Like, why are we giving you this score? Who honestly is listening right now? Who's like, thank you, thank you, ballpark for telling us about Bryce Petty. Oh, my God. Oh. There's a line of succession for, I think, also for Jets quarterback. Oh, yeah. I'm actually <laughs> I'm actually the 187th stringer. I will likely play in week 15. I, I think I'm in a line of succession to the tight end, which means I am in the line of succession for the quarterback. That's usually how it works. Yeah, that makes you like 293rd. Something like that. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Moving on to moving a game that on. people might care about. Yeah. Like, for your sake and ours, yeah. we're moving on to another game that we hope to God is better. The uh, It was, and it could have been even better if the Lions then screwed up and scored a touchdown. Oh, we yeah. could have had a tie. The Lions uh, beat the Vikings 22-16 to in overtime. We got, we still got time for a tie. Um, we do. There's Yeah, there's going to be one tonight. That's, that's the game I picked to tie. Yeah, David picked a tie. You guys will see it on the Facebook page yeah. later on. Hey, I, I, you know, it was funny. Yeah, it's a joke, but is it really? Tell me it's really a joke. Well, Buffalo and Seattle. You should have saved it because they could tie. Because I think Seattle is going to wipe the floor with Buffalo. Well, I, I think you should have saved your tie pick. And you haven't asked me for next week's picks yet, so who knows? It's <laughs> true. He's going to pick one every week. So, I just oh, wanted to man. see three in a row, man. That I, would be see, awesome. I wanted to see a three-peat on the ties. That would be awesome. We've only got one one chance left. but ah, So man. Matt Prater kicked a 58-yard field goal as time expired kicked to tie bomb. the game. Uh, this is a game that Detroit had dominated Yeah. up until about, I don't know, a minute and a half left to go. Mm-hmm. Minnesota takes a 16-13 to 13 lead on a, a Rhett Ellison touchdown run. Ooh. Rhett Ellison is huh? the tight end, Ooh. the backup tight end for the Vikings. I, I, I was on my way up to Detroit to see the Red Wings yesterday, and I was listening to this game on the radio, 
and uh, with their obnoxious announcers. Well, I was I was listening to the AM station because I couldn't find an FM station at work. But uh, but anyways, I was listening, and Blair Wash takes the he lines up, and I I said, you know, Blair Wash was so good in his rookie season. Then I don't know what happened to him the next couple There's, of years because he's not he's terrible now. That's a, that's and, another and, kicker that and they the, need to go and reevaluate. Yeah, and the second I say that, the second I say that, they say blocked blocked kick oh the ex- yeah the extra and, like i just threw my hands up both hands while driving i bad alignment you know uh roads might have been a little slick i threw my hands up just like what the hell like then i just say this is gonna happen and i put my hands back on the wheel really fast Un- unbelievable how bad he's gotten it, since since that missed kick in seattle last year yeah i'm like just- hey this this kick might do it nope they screw it up. They screw it up. And 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 yeah, they go to. Can it, oh my they, God. They, they score this touchdown. Uh, opposing stadiums need to line up the sad trombone trombone sound uh, to yeah. play before he kicks. Play it before he kicks. Because yeah, we thought he was a kicking prodigy in his rookie year. Yep. Every, everybody did. And then this crap. Yeah. He's missed. He's missed what? Like twenty footers before. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he missed an extra point in this game. Yep. Missed an yep. extra point. Which, and yeah, it wasn't, like, wasn't blocked. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like well, I get that they made the extra point harder it's different i think when blair wash misses him just because he had such i don't know we had such high hopes for him yeah as a kicker we pay attention to kickers slightly more than most people just because we're trying to be you know we want to kickers be, are people too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of kickers we got to talk about the oakland punter when we get to that game okay we can do that. If, I don't know if you guys watched the game last night. I did no, watch. It. I, I watched. I, I watched uh, like the first half of the okay. game, and then I then I realized Oakland's got this. This yeah. isn't ever gonna um, get interesting. I believe I was cooking dinner at that point. Uh, but uh, yeah, so overtime of this Lions game, uh, Matt Stafford passes to Golden Tate over on the left sideline. Tate. I don't know if he was a tap dancer when he was younger. I, he was a good one. I don't know, but keeps his feet inbounds by like the slimmest of margins, breaks a tackle and front flips into the end zone for the touchdown. Yeah. Um, they had to review it to make sure he didn't step out of bounds, but I thought it was pretty clear that he didn't. Um, yeah. Just an amazing play I'm, by Golden Tate. And I, we're really hard on Golden Tate here, and I have been since his days at Notre Dame. Yeah. Um. Like I, I actually have really never cared for Golden Tate, even though I'm a Notre Dame fan. Well, he had all those early this season. He had all those drop balls. Yep. So and, I'm, and I'm just now looking at this play. And this is the first time Tom has seen it. He hasn't pulled up on his laptop. Uh, one of the more amazing, uh, just, just the act of catching the ball and and. Well, it's an exciting one to watch. Staying in bounds, like yeah, you know. It, he gets his two feet down, and it's, then he... You look at it, yeah. He's going full speed toward the sideline, and he's able <laughs> to just stop. Yeah, and then he has that hop into the end zone. Now, I was... I was it, uh, that happened maybe 20 minutes after I was in Joe Louis Arena. So I'm walking around looking for food, and uh, you see all these people lined up for food. Th- these people weren't lined up for food. They were lined up at the food line. Uh, it was a mob of people watching the TVs that were over at this one uh, concession stand. And there's just this massive amount of cheering. And I was like, oh, I guess they won. You know, then I turn and I look up there and I see this. Uh, but it, it was cool. You know, the game was out of town. It wasn't. It was in Minnesota. Yeah. But, I, you know, I'm in Detroit. And these are all obviously Lions fans. All these Red Wings fans are. And it was kind of cool to be those in look a. like some cute cutoffs, Eric. You should you should buy those. Oh, Eric is looking at cutoffs on the Internet. <laughs> 
he's scrolling through he's scrolling through and like there's just like this there's a photo of somebody i guess they're selling on facebook like those yard sale sites and whatever they're selling some some jeans and one of them looked like it was a pair of cutoffs I'd, eric could rock the cutoffs i think so i mean as he's long got the as, legs for it as long as he also wears roller skates all the time can yeah. you roller skate sweet all right well here we go it's gonna be awesome Anyway, there uh cut off bros. Yeah. Back to that uh ex- what are you what is he looking at now? So, it's no secret David and I are kind of wussies when it comes to certain things uh alcohol related. Uh Yeah. So he found a meme making fun of people who order uh the basically the apple flavored drinks like the the Angry Orchards and the Red Apple Ales. Why would I drink something that doesn't taste great like apples do? Yeah. No, I agree. I make a make a 16% uh cider i'll drink it i yeah i'm not i'm not gonna drink why a, would i want a beer i wouldn't drink i want to drink my own pee yeah, so i'm I, not gonna drink a beer exactly i'm punishing my brain not my taste buds yeah so so if you <laughs> were in the desert and you had a choice between a beer and death a yeah. beer and my own pee well yeah. but you wouldn't have to pee until after you've drank the beer oh well i guess it's a sweet release of death then isn't it well, all right then anyway eric put facebook away we're getting distracted <laughs> I don't even know what, the, what were we even talking about. We were talking about the lions yeah. and how amazing they are. Yeah, they are. They're um, the best. No, so, that was a, that was an incredible finish to yeah. the game. Uh, well, when I heard, I'm standing there eating my food um, when they got to overtime, and I'm like, oh boy, like I swear to God, that game was over. Yeah, you know. And then that happened. So the that win puts the Lions smack dab in the middle of the Vikings and Packers. They're half game up on Green Bay, half game back in Minnesota. And that won't last because Minnesota, they're not good right now. They they're, they haven't been good for weeks way, now. So let, let's hop into the Packers game really quickly, and then let's talk about the NFC North. Okay. So um, this is going to be difficult to talk about, guys. Hey, it was uh, your idea. Green Bay. <laughs> they did badly. They blew it. Yeah, they blew it on, on, on home ice again. Yeah, so they, they, they lost to the Colts 31-26. to Andrew Luck, those two interceptions in the first quarter, Green Bay can't do anything with it. They go into the half losing 24 to 10. They pull, the only reason it was 30, 31 to 26 is because they were able to score two late touchdowns. Yeah. Um, and they couldn't stop, they couldn't stop Indy's offense when it mattered to get the ball back to go for the third. Um, Aaron Rodgers, 26 of 43 for 297 yards, three touchdowns, a pick, and he was sacked three times. Jordy Nelson had 94 yards and a touchdown. Um, Devontae Adams did not get to 10 receptions again. A little little bit disappointing there. Um, Only four for 41 and a touchdown. That's why they lost. Um, None of of the Packers received. Oh, that's not why they lost. That is exactly why they lost. Um, Frank Gore, 60 (laughs) yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Green Bay's run defense is still... Still head and shoulders above most other teams in the league. They um, just uh, didn't bother to do it down near the end zone. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So they can't defend against the pass right now. Um, they can't run the ball right now. And their offensive line was having all sorts of issues blocking yesterday. Green Bay right now is like a two-man team. It's it's Mike Daniels on the defense, stuffing up the running lanes, and it's Aaron Rodgers on offense, and it's, that is Aaron, it. Aaron Rodgers had 43 yards rushing. Yeah, because they don't have another option. He was second to Montgomery, 
who had 53. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, look at the numbers, too. 7.2 average with a long of 21. Yeah. But that's not good. It's not good for Aaron Rodgers to be running like that. Right. If you were if you were the Carolina Panthers two or three years ago, and you saw, oh, Cam Newton had 50, 60, whatever yards. Okay, cool. That makes sense. Well, Aaron Rodgers getting 43 yards. He was the, what, leading rusher last leading week? Leading rusher last week was 60 yards, and, and it wasn't even close. And he's second this week with 43 yards. That's not good. That's not the Packers. That's not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is just a scrambler, and he's he's a de- and he is a good runner, but he's not supposed to be running. Right. There are reports that Green Bay is going to assign former Lions and Bears running back uh, Joyke Bell today. Who uh who's he with right now? No, nobody. No, he's, so he's a free agent. Yeah, he played four games. I think four games with the Bears earlier this year. Okay, I knew and, he went uh, to. Some, okay, yeah. I knew he went to somewhere after Lions. Which I'm excited about. I've seen Joyke. I've seen Joyke Bell play a few times. Man, his insight that was a powerful one that hurt my rib um but uh i i've always kind of liked Drake bell i'm not sure what happened in detroit that made him the odd man out yeah i don't know um, either he uh, out of all the games i've been to in detroit he holds he uh has the most touchdowns they, uh, uh, he, yeah it's very similar for me too he's got like eight or nine they had they had theoretic and they figured uh he's he will be better than Drake bell and he has been yeah yeah, so maybe that was it. I'm I mean, a big, big theoretic fan, even but, though he's a lion. But yeah, well, was Joik, a, Joik was really good. Um, Joik was a good goal line guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I loved watching him. Ho- hopefully, Detroit, it can help but, the Packers. I don't know. So yeah, somebody. I mean, but, it sh- it should it sh- it should help more than it will hurt. But them. he can't yeah. make them worse, right? Right, like they gotta do something. That's ridiculous to lose. And to I'm watching that score update, and it's just to lose to the Colts too, who we've said time and time again uh, are bad. Yeah. Well, they're another one of those teams. You never know what you're gonna get. Yeah, right. It's just that shouldn't. It should not have happened in Lambeau. They're probably Forrest Gump's favorite team. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, the squirrel came back to Lambeau. Yes. Uh, what what a couple times there's been is this a squirrel, stupid is this a stupid up. thing no okay there's an actual squirrel just running all over the field just it, it happened last year during the uh during the vikings game yep. is it the same squirrel we, i like to think so they need to catch them and tag that thing and just yeah. so they know the, i like to change think their is. mascot make it a squirrel yeah, it's yeah. There's yeah the, the Green squirrels, Bay squirrels. He's just running all so, over the place. Um, so he's trying to show you guys how it's done. Yeah, yeah. well, he was running all <laughs> over the end zones. So. He's the yeah. running back we're signing. <laughs> he was trying to show you, like, guys, guys, just do this. No, really, just do this. Everybody, watch. <laughs> Look at me go. So, um, we're, we'll talk about the North a little bit. Uh, the Vikings' remaining schedule seems kind of easy. Uh, Washington winnable. Arizona winnable. Detroit winnable, as we just saw. They got a game against Dallas at Jacksonville. That's a win. A uh, game against Indy, winnable. Green Bay, probably going to win. And a game against Chicago. So Minnesota has a chance to finish out strong yeah. and still be a force in this in this division. Yeah, it's just what's happened the last port, uh, last uh, three or four games. Yeah, they have got to get their offense going all game long, not yeah. just right at the end. It's been it's been bad, man. It's Brad it's Bradford running away yep. constantly, and you can't win like that. Well, I mean, they need to get him some protection. Just yeah, any, any yeah anything. Give him three seconds. Yeah, we talked about something. this. We talked about this last week. Like it's ridiculous. The Vikings aren't. They started off so good. They were so so good, and now they now they're not. Yeah, now they are not good right now. So that could change for for the Lions. Uh, they've got Jacksonville. Well, they got a bye week. Then they've got Jacksonville. They'll win the bye week. They've got the Thanksgiving game against Minnesota. 
Hmm. Uh, then they go to New Orleans, which oh yeah, has not has not been kind to them. No, uh, no. When when New Orleans hosts Detroit, it's usually a mess for yeah, Detroit. Yeah. Um, especially like just seeing what New Orleans did yesterday on yeah, the road. Right. <laughs> well, but that was the Niners. Yeah, it was, so, but still. Um. Then they've got Chicago at the Giants, the five and three Giants. Uh, at Dallas. And at home against Green Bay, so there's little bit little bit dicey for them. Yeah, they have. A, uh, they Minnesota have some... definitely has an easier path. Yeah. Um, and then for Green Bay, you got at Tennessee, uh, not an easy thing. Um, at Washington, at Philadelphia, three straight road games for Green Bay. Then they're at home for two, Houston and Seattle, both probably tough games for them, even though they're at home. On the road at Chicago, at home against Minnesota, and on the road at Detroit. Yeah, those are tough games only because of how they've been playing the right. past few weeks. It's like they, they shouldn't be on paper before the season started tough games, but they're tough games right now. Even so, the Tennessee the Tennessee one, it's like Tennessee's not been winning, but they're still a tough opponent. Yeah, um, I mean, they, they do have that good run defense, but they are going to be facing DeMarco and, Murray. And the Packers seem to be having more bad days than good days, so if they have a bad day the same day that the Titans have a good day, there you go. Yeah. I think we're still looking at Minnesota winning this division. Yeah. Lions will make it interesting, though. Um, I hope I hope that the Lions make it interesting because, like I said, it's fun when that division's interesting. Right. For me, you know, being being very being close to those teams. I think this could come down to that Week 17 contest, Green Bay at Detroit. Yeah. The winner of that could go to the wild card. The loser could go home. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I mean, I don't so, see why not. Um, it's... It's going to be an interesting end of the year uh, for these guys. Hopefully my Packers can uh, turn things around and sneak in, but I don't have high hopes. So um, We've bounced all over the board. Yeah. Um, so we've got... Eagles-Giants. That's yeah. where I'm at now. Yeah. Uh, the Giants beat the Eagles 28-23. to uh, Carson Wentz, man, it that train has really run off the tracks yeah that's um, it's sad because we were so high on him yeah and we had we had and, you know we talk ever, we talk openly and we we, had, we admit that we thought he was the well, second. Well, i was the voice of reason and told everyone to pump the brakes yes michael did tell us to kind of slow it down in weeks in in uh, podcasts one and two or whatever it was but uh but yeah you know tom and i at least were so so very high on carson wentz but he's not doing it well michael ever since we went and saw that game up there we ruined we yeah ruined carson we wentz. broke carson wentz the bro- Bros broke him. Yeah. Broke bros. Um, so Wentz, 50, 58, or 57.4% completion percentage, uh, two interceptions, sacked a couple times. Yeah. Just, they could not get it going. Uh, they got touchdowns on the ground from Ryan Matthews and uh, Kenyon Barner. Um, Eli Manning was on fire. Uh, 61% completion percent, 257 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, did have a couple picks. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. had two of those touchdown receptions. And Victor Cruz, after a 46-yard reception early in the game, had to leave the game. I'm not sure what the update is on what that injury was or what the outlook is going to be. So they might be without him for a little bit. I know he did not return. Um, So... The uh the Giants put themselves firmly in second place in that division. Yeah. Um yeah, the Redskins were off, so we've talked about all the NFC North teams. So you got Dallas at seven and one, New York at five and three, Washington four three and one, Philadelphia four and four. So all all four teams are above or uh, five hundred or above. Yeah. Um I'm thinking only two of them are gonna make the playoffs, and I think it's gonna be Dallas and New York at this point. Yeah, I think so too. Um Dallas will obviously make it um as the winner of the division. Yeah. But New York, yeah. So uh, not not a whole lot of drama there. Uh, New York did beat Dallas to start the year, 
and uh, who knows? They've got one more game between yep. you know between the two of them. Yeah, that could be important. If Dallas loses one and New York wins exactly. out, you know. Yeah, exactly. Because well, uh, yeah, that was Dallas's one loss too, is against the New York yeah. Giants. And Dallas has that big question coming up: of Do you put Romo back in, or do you stick with Dak? I really think they're going to put Romo back in and blow it. Yeah, I that would really be do. it. Would be so stupid. Um, not from I guess a money standpoint. But just you start Dak. You start the guy that got you to eight and one. Yeah, I mean, so what? It, Drew Bledsoe got benched for Tom Brady. Like, I mean, what was the record at that point, though? Like, well, how many? What did Tom Brady get them to? The Super Bowl. Wait, what? <laughs> Brady came in and led them to the playoffs. Bledsoe yeah. became healthy, and they didn't put him back in come the playoffs. And Brady took him to the Super Bowl. Right, but what I'm so I, well, what I'm saying is. If Dak, you know, Dak's winning all these games, they're going to bench him? Yeah. Uh, I mean, for Romo? Well, they claim it's because he's been running a limited package of plays and that with Tony Romo back in, they can run their full offense. Well, what's the point of running a full offense when you're limited, when your quote limited package of plays has you at 8 and 1? Right. No, I, yeah, I fully agree. <laughs> no, it's, I, ridic- you know, I yeah, think, it's ridiculous. I think you stick with Dak, but I think they're going to screw up and I think they're going to put Romo we, back we in. We are talking about Jerry Jones. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's the stupidest idea in the world that they'll do it and that's probably why they'll do it yeah that's probably why that's that's how you know it's going to happen is that it's a really really stupid idea so um yeah i don't know jerry jones is going to find a way to blow it he always does yeah he Um, blows every draft he blows everything else he blew putting garrett in charge in the first what i'm hoping for is a you know like there's some setback and so romo doesn't come back when he's supposed to but then they make the playoffs, and they his first game back is the playoff game. They have to dis- and they bring Romo back in the playoffs, and, it's and then just they just lose. Crushing, yeah. That would be that would be my favorite thing ever. We do we do often root for controversy. You're not a very good person. <laughs> hey, listen. Oh when the God. Dallas Cowboys crush your dreams as many times as they did for me in the 1990s, yeah. you kind of hate them. Yeah, no, they'll do it because it's a, they'll Jerry will do it because it's a dumb idea. Stupid. Oh. Dak is the future. Dak, so, Dak is Dak isn't the future. Dak is the present. Fi- you know, figure that out. Cut your losses. Yeah. So it just leads trade us, Romo. It leads us back to what we talked about before. Yeah. Where do you send Romo? Um, Cleveland. Which, yeah. Cleveland. So, right. Jacksonville. Um, San Francisco. So many places he could go. Minnesota could use a quarterback right about now. Yeah. As good as 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 so crazy. We were so crazy about Bradford, and now they could definitely use uh, somebody else. The yeah. NFL season is Anybody a long, else. harsh mist. Yes. Yep. Um, Two so, games does not make a season. Carolina Panthers thirteen, Los Angeles Rams ten. Yeah, I really thought the Rams would be able to do this. Are we gonna? Is this another one where I can just take a quick Tom, nap? Tom's gonna check out. Because um, Carolina is three and five now. Los Angeles also three and five. Oh boy. Um, so you know what? Oh, we got to, did we get another interview from Cam because they won? Uh, you know, I don't know. I didn't we, care enough. Did we get another Cam review? Um, Cam so, review. New Orleans Saints, 41. San Francisco, 49ers, 23. <laughs> yeah, we're just... Dude, I'm not even kidding. I don't I I care so little about that game. Yeah. Uh, Drew Brees, 71, completed 71% of his passes, 323 yards, three touchdowns. Mark Ingram... 15 carries, 158 yards. That is a 10.5 average. He had two, not one, but two 75-yard runs. Yep. One of them went for a touchdown. The other did not. Uh, And I didn't know, okay, on that touchdown run, 
as a Saints fan, I still didn't know this. I didn't know he was that fast. Yeah, well, he's never gotten to open field. Their he line has been pretty poor. Flipping flew down the sideline, outrunning those smaller, I thought, faster guys. Um, he just like exploded away from them. San Francisco becomes the first team uh, to allow a hundred straight, or sorry, seven straight hundred yard rushers. First team ever? I believe that was the stat that I had seen. Yeah, Bree- uh, you know, Breeze was Breeze again with his 71.8. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Know, those three uh, touchdowns, it's no interceptions and only one sack. So New Orleans is keeping Breeze safe. Um, Are we good? <laughs> we heard some weird sounds and we thought we may have a, a technical issue, but it looks like all is well. Yeah. But yeah, Breeze was... The only blemish is that Breeze had negative two yards rushing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Were those kneel downs? <laughs> they were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they don't get to do that a whole lot. Those were kneel downs right. at the end. But, yeah. uh, but Tim but, Hightower, 23 carries for 87 yards and a touchdown. Their second leading rusher had 87 yards. Yeah. I mean, that's just how bad the San Francisco defense is right and, now. And another thing about that Drew did, he threw to 10 receivers again. Yeah. He throws to 10 receivers. I mean, he hits, uh, he hits Cadet for you know just once for four yards but it's still you know he still proves that's that like your, if there, that if there's a guy out there he's going to find yeah. him like on the flip third side string of, tight end right yeah yeah on the no, flip side of that receiver, uh you know we always say that facing the saints defense will cure what ails you and it kind of did i mean Colin kaepernick looked like a real quarterback 398 yards two touchdowns he had great numbers yeah but those he was are, playing the saints defense right so. right those are terrific numbers if he just goes back and watches this tape over and over and over <laughs> and over again Maybe he can kind of figure out what he did or figure out what the Saints are doing. That okay. It's it's very obvious that the Saints are, are not playing well. Right. And if he can start to see that kind of play in, in other defenses, like see when they start to make a mistake or yeah. turn the wrong way or something. Well, Cap, uh, maybe he can learn how to be a quarterback. Cap had a good post game where he was he was he was talking about, you know, he feels like he's getting better and better, that he's getting the system better, you know, and stuff like that. He was he was really upbeat about it uh, and being pretty realistic about it, too. So I think I think Cap is Cap's obviously trying. He's trying. He might he might never ever succeed, but he is trying. Oh, <laughs> He's I, trying to be a good quarterback. We talked about how terrible of a quarterback he is, but I don't begrudge the kid for going out there and keeping at it. Yeah, like he's. I just don't think <laughs> hey, if it's ever going to click on a level that everyone else well, thinks it. If will. the Niners are going to let him keep going at it, then he's going to keep going at it. You know, right. if if the Niners called me up and were like, David, you want to try to play football? I'd be like, yeah, sure. What else do I have to do? And you know, and I would feel good about myself every time I threw a completion too. Right. (laughs) But I would still suck. I mean, my thing with Kaepernick, okay, he's never going to be Drew Brees, but he's also never going to be Tim Couch. Yeah. So he is a guy that I would... He's embattled. I I would be okay having him as a as a backup on my team yeah um for some specific packages yeah well yeah. i mean it's just as a general backup I, you know if, he wouldn't even need to go in for the packages if, right if your starting player if your starting quarterback goes down and and is out of the game kaepernick's the kind of guy who can come in and get you uh, you know get you 50 percent of his passes completed and if you're already winning the game it's you know okay yeah, yeah well, bringing bringing cap even not he's he's the kind of I feel he could kind of be a game management type guy yeah. and just let your 
other players go out and and win the game for yeah, you. Yeah, just well, never your starter. He's he's probably like the thirty seventh or thirty eighth best quarterback in the league. There are teams that have two quarterbacks. Yeah, better than him. Yeah, that's you true. Know, the Cowboys are one of them. Foles uh, is probably yeah, better. Kansas City is yeah. one of them. So there are teams out there that have two quarterbacks that are better than he is. Um, that so yeah, in the grand scheme of things, yeah, he's not. But a you terrible know, terrible quarterback. Thirty thirty eighth means that you're you're really high up there in the backups. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you're one of the best backups. And most backups are not guys you want starting for a full season. Yeah. So um. So yeah, I mean, solid game by New Orleans all over. Uh, San Francisco. Not much can be said about them at this point. They're just bad. Yeah. Um. Not not a terrible so, showing, but well, Chip Kelly was. I mean, saying after that game, just about all he's he just said. Talking about all those huge plays that the Saints had. Yeah. They had tons and tons of big, big throws, big runs. Yeah, let's um, see. Uh, they had, so that's uh, not a that's not a bad San Francisco offense. That you know, it's yeah. not a bad San Francisco oh. offense that lost that game. It's it's that defense letting the Saints explode all over like right. that. Uh, Chip Kelly answered some questions with the media uh, over the last week. Keeps saying over and over again, he will not be going back to the college game. He intends to stay in San Francisco so and finish what he started. he's going to be coaching at LSU I, re- I remember year? Nick Saban saying that a whole lot when he was the coach of the Dolphins. Yeah, a lot of guys say stuff like that. Um, and here's the thing. They gave up the, – the Niners gave up on Jeff Tom, Tom Sula. Uh, Jim Tom Sula. Jim Tom Sula. Whatever. No one cares. <laughs> uh, I care, Jim. After a season. Well, he's going to be on the show next week. We should probably be nice to him. That's true. <laughs> That's our big name. Oh, Man, boy. That, Anyways, that, what were you saying? I mean, it'd still be, still be a big name. Tom Sula has a lot of letters in it. Big name. Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. It so, probably we doesn't, talk, so we just talked about the Saints. It so probably doesn't matter. We'll hop back. We'll hop all the way back to Thursday, <laughs> where the Atlanta yeah. Falcons beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers forty-three to twenty-eight. Matt Ryan solidifying his uh, his case for MVP. Mm-hmm. 20, 25 for 34, 344, four touchdowns. Um, Julio Jones, eight catches, 111 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, they're really setting themselves up to uh, lose right away in the playoffs. Yeah. If 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 <laughs> Matt Ryan keeps up his pace, he will. Uh, he'll be only about a hundred yards shy of of the record for yards in a season. Yeah, who I holds that record? Really, uh, Peyton. It's like 54, 47. Barely edged out the record-breaking year from Breeze, who barely edged out the record-breaking yeah. year of uh, yeah. Marino. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was Drew. In the loss, Drew. Mike Evans, 11 catches, 150 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, he's in concussion protocol right now. He did practice today. I did he? Yes. Okay. Oh, thank goodness, because he's on two, not one, but two fantasy. <laughs> um, so... NFC South, you got Atlanta at six and three, New Orleans at four and four, and the Bucks and Panthers are both three and five, probably out of it at this point. New Orleans is knocking on the door. They are. They're coming hard for them. You never know. With the games that Atlanta's lost and the struggle that they had in a couple of their wins, like against the Packers. Yeah. Um, you don't know. Like I said before, I write off the Saints before every season starts, but numbers don't lie, Jane. And sorry, little clone hijack reference there. Yeah. Show a show that literally no one has seen, just us. Yeah. Um, I love clone high. Yeah, I mean it's it does seem like Atlanta is firmly in the driver's seat at times, and then other times it feels like they're you know slowing down through a school zone, and New Orleans is 
still got their foot on the gas. Yeah, New Orleans is like, well, we're still going to score 40 points. Just we're going to pray that they don't score 40 points against exactly. us. Exactly. Um, and it could work. It's, it's It might sound ridiculous, but that strategy can work. Score a million points. Yeah. You could you could win. So that that race could shape up to be something and one of those teams could fall apart and it could be nothing. But I I think it's gonna be interesting down to the wire. So yeah. Looking forward to that. It'll be one. fun to watch until the end of week seventeen and then I won't care anymore. Right. Like it'll be it'll be entertaining, but I don't have my hopes up for anything interesting beyond that. Yeah. Um so two more games. Uh the Tennessee Titans traveled to San Diego. Uh, Chargers came away with the 43 to 35 victory. A lot of points there. Yeah. Yep. Um, the, neither of them have a defense. Yeah. Uh-huh. So there, it was kind of back and forth for a little bit. Um, San Diego went up 16 nothing. Uh, Tennessee came back, took a 21 19 lead. San Diego got the lead back, um, and Tennessee they, they just kept trying to chip away. Could not could not get the ball back that last time the to uh, drive down for the game-tying touchdown and two-point conversion. Um, I, I did catch the end of the game after after my game had ended, um, but I did not get to see, see the game in full. Um, Titans really couldn't get it going running. Um, a lot no. of it had to do with playing from behind. Um, they only had, what, 16, 19 attempts, and three of those were by the quarterback. But uh, yeah, They had 80 yards, yeah. exactly. Marcus Mariota, um, 313 yards, three touchdowns, but he also threw two interceptions. And um, fumbled the ball and, away once. Yeah, and, fu- and had a fumble. Uh, Phillip Rivers, 275 yards, two touchdowns. That was not the story for the Chargers. The Mar- story was... Mariota's fumble was for a score. Too. Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, for the Chargers, yeah. The story was Melvin Gordon. Yeah. 32 carries, 196 yards, and a touchdown. He had a long of 47, so... You know, a lot of that, he was chipping away for a while. Um, yeah, that's 196 yards. It's 6.1 average. Yeah. So that was a lot of hard work there. Yeah. Um, so, But uh, still, yeah, that's, man, yeah, that's the, a lot of yards. The loss drops Tennessee to 4-5. and five. Uh, They're only two games back in the south. Um, the win brings San Diego up to 4-5. and five, uh, But as we discussed earlier, they're still quite a ways back in that division um, because... Oakland beat Denver last night, thirty to twenty. The win brings Oakland up to seven and two and drops Denver to six and three. Yeah, that didn't surprise any of us. We no. all picked Oakland. Yeah. Uh, I think I picked the closest score. Um, you know, ten points still isn't a huge no. difference, no. but it kind of was in this game. Well, yeah, cause, I mean, just the, because I mean, the last Denver touchdown came with like five minutes left. Yeah, Oakland had this game all day long. Um, it yeah. didn't shock me. Yeah. Um, I said I wanted to talk about their punter. So after a. Uh, after a couple of big punts down in the Broncos inside the five, their punter just starts dancing on the field to celebrate with all these shakes and shimmies and moves and just that's his touchdown dance. Man. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Hey, um, he gets to celebrate and express himself the same way that uh, Antonio. Yeah, ne- never Bro. really saw a punter celebrate like that. But that's awesome though. It was entertaining to watch. Yeah, uh, it looks like he was having a lot of fun. He's there all day too for a football game. This is his moment to shine. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'd I, dance if I. What am I gonna do as a punter? Stand get, around and wait to punt again? Yeah. No, I'm gonna dance. You get called upon, uh, you know, maybe ten times a game for, yeah, right. for punts and for extra points this, and, and, and field goals. And most of the time, 
you're just there to get the ball out of the way and yeah. and just kind of be invisible. But no, he's got a job too. He gets grades. He gets graded on his performance too, and he was excited and he danced about it. I think that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was fun to watch. I want to see oh. the long snapper dancing. I want to see like these other guys right. who have these highly specialized positions. Uh, you know, they're pumped about the one thing they got to do. Why wouldn't you? Be? Yeah, I'd be pumped. Oh, so for for Denver, a lot of it they could not get the running game going. Uh, thirty three yards total. Yeah, that's not great. Uh, Simeon, two hundred eighty three yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Uh, for Oakland, not great numbers for Derek Carr coming off that 513-yard performance last week, no, just he, 184 yards. He was having a frustrated game. He uh, a frustrating game. He's yeah. I uh, at, you know we bring up fantasy sports a lot, but we do make our fantasy decisions based on what what we see. And I I had Derek Carr benched during that 500 and whatever yard game uh, in favor of Drew Brees, which nobody can say that's a dumb idea, right? And then this week I stuck with Breeze um, because I was like, you know what, I, I don't really see David Carr repeating that. I didn't see him underperforming like he did starting out yesterday. Yeah. But, you yeah, know. Uh, a rough game for him. Yeah, it was a really rough game. It was it was way rougher than I than I would have predicted him 5.9 yards per attempt. Yeah. So. Yeah, it wasn't a great game for Carr. They got the win, which he's happy about. Um, on the other hand, but, it was a. A fantastic game for Murray. Uh-huh. 20 attempts, 114 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah. He yeah. tore it up. He was the story of the game for them. Um, yeah. And it, it was it was from the opening drive that they were able to run the ball on this Denver defense, which is kind of surprising. Yeah. Um, a lot of people thought that they might be able to pass on him because Tlaib uh, was out of the Tlaib lineup. was out, yeah. But, Let's uh, talk about that other guy for Oakland who kicks the ball. <laughs> Janikowski? Yeah, he missed that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I miss, mean, he's he's missed a few now, though. Well, he's in, uh, he's been he's been, been around, around a while. For a um, also, he did, the ones that he misses, they're not. He's not missing ones like uh, like Blair Walsh is missing all the time. No, but he missed um, it. He but, missed it when the game was closer. Right. You know, and right. that, that could have been a. You never know. That could always. That could be a huge thing. It could, yeah. Definitely. That could be a huge turning point in the game. What if What if Denver comes out and pulls a touchdown out of that? Right. You know. It's and that's why it's so tough with longer field goals. It's like yeah you want to attempt this 58 yard field goal and get your points but if you do the other team's set up for a quick drive yeah you know if you miss it's it's half the field so um it's difficult to gauge when it's appropriate to go for those sort of things when you got a guy like sebastian janikowski who has kicked a 64 yard field goal before yep that that kind of makes it an easy decision you kind of have to do it right i mean yeah i guess so so i mean as as long as he can still get the distance i mean it'd be different if he if he lost strength in his leg or he was unhappy with that miss though uh you know the camera's gonna be on him and he he looked back at it just like he he was mad he was mad at that ball yeah he was mad at what he did um so long term uh like we said, three teams, at least six wins in that division, probably putting three teams in the playoffs. We got Kansas on a four-game winning streak. We yep. got Oakland on a three-game winning streak. Yeah. Den- I mean, Denver, if... And Denver's only on a one-game losing if streak. If they played so. literally any other team this week, probably would be on an equally long winning streak. Um, yeah. So... Nobody's out of it in that division, really. No. I, I mean, yeah, this is this is kind of crushing for Denver, but it was in Oakland. Oakland's supposed to win that game. Yeah. So... Yeah, nothing surprised me there, really. Obviously, I picked a closer score, but I'm still not surprised by... It is still a little weird to say Oakland is supposed to win that game. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, Oakland's Oakland's a team now. I've been, They're a good one. I've been it's interesting. a big fan of the moves that they've made over the last few years to get to this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bringing in Jack Del Rio 
as the head coach was one of the best things they could have done. How, I mean, many, just, how, how many penalties did Oakland have yesterday? Uh, not, not 23. 23. <laughs> um, no, they've been, they were good though. No penalties. Good uh, team. Eight for 72. Denver, on the other hand, had 12 for 104. Um, time of possession, Oakland held the ball for 41 minutes, 28 wow. seconds. Wow. Yeah, you'll win the game that way. Yeah. So um, just one more game left for the week, uh, Buffalo at Seattle. And we realize every time after we leave from doing the show that we really don't address the Monday night matchup too much. We get a so lot, excited talking about other stuff. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of that has to do with, you know, we're here to recap things and talk about where things are headed after, you know, yeah. the week's action. Well, right. well, I mean, there's no guarantee that the listeners are are going to even listen to this before exactly. the game yeah. is played. Exactly. Yeah, yeah so. we can say what we think is going to happen, though. I mean, so right. you, you got Buffalo and Seattle. Um, one thing I want to say, the first thing I'd like to say about that is for the ads for this, uh, I don't know who it is, if it's NFL Network or whoever, who has this game? ESPN. 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 Some reason they've been using the theme music from House of Cards. Really? It's really weird. I guess I just haven't seen any of the promos because, I mean, you know that I'd, I'd recognize l- it. Yeah, so I've seen the promo for this. They've been promoing this for a week, obviously, and uh, they're using the House of Cards theme music. And I'm, I'm like, that's cool. It's cool theme music, but it would make more sense if this game were in Washington, D.C. I'm this, not, I don't know what they're getting This is the first Monday Night matchup that's used it? That's the first I've seen, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's the first I've seen because they'll have this, they'll, they'll cut to Carol standing there with the, with the spooky tense music music plan i don't know why they're doing it if anybody knows why they're doing it please write us because i'm sure somebody knows exactly why no i think they're just doing it because it's familiar and cool sounding and they probably have the rights to it somehow yeah other than that it's kind of weird but uh we i picked a tie i think the score is going to be 19 to 19 uh i'm gonna i'm gonna swear on it I'm going to eat someone's hat <laughs> tomorrow. If this is a tie, you're going to eat a hat? Whose hat? I don't know. Straw I, I think hat? Should, I'm going to eat a straw hat. You should oh, eat one of not. your own hats oh, okay. because you're not picking any anyone to win, so you can't take a, somebody's Another you know, person's fan's hat. hat. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know who's going to win this. Now, to be, I, I guess to be it, clear, we say that, you know, if this happens, we're going to eat this, we're going to eat that. There is a history in this family of making guarantees like that, Roger, and yeah. not delivering, Roger. Yeah, there's a pair of brothers. There, there, there's a pair of brothers in the studio, and then there's uh, me, and I've got another, another brother who's not here who talks about eating hats all the time. Cup. It was a cup was the famous one. Yes. We Roger, were at a sports bar. Roger watching, said he'd eat a cup. If we're watching the Steelers-Bucks game. Now, this is years ago. Eat the cup, Roger. And he says, well, if Tampa scores in this drive, I'll eat this cup. And he didn't. Not even three plays later, they're in the end zone celebrating, and we're all looking at him. Eat the cup. And he chickened out. He didn't eat the cup. Eat the cup, Roger. Just grow up. You know, face the music. Don't make promises that you're not going to. You got to eat the cup. What else haven't you eaten? Yeah, what else have I want to know. What else hasn't this boy eaten? That he says he's gonna eat. I think oh, we've. Oh yeah, I could tell you what he didn't eat when we were kids. What's Eric typing? He's typing the name of the show, and it's Eat the Cup, Roger Bros. <laughs> eat the Cup, Roger. Is that gonna be the title? That's be the title. That's the title of the episode. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> Here's what: when we were kids, all right, um, our our, our grandmother. Not our grandmother, everybody in the room, but yeah, my, my dad. His grandmother yeah. on his my dad's, dad's side. Mom, yeah, uh, was watching us. We were little kids. He's four years older than me, so we were probably like, I don't know, eight and 12 or something. And uh, we had cream corn. 
And both of us hate cream corn. Roger hates cream corn. I hate cream corn. Um, There are about 7 to 8 billion other people on the planet that hate cream corn. I haven't met the guy that says I like cream. No, somebody actually has told me that they like cream corn. I'm like, you're an idiot. It was Hitler, right? Yeah, that's that's who it was. It was Hitler. Yeah, I knew I knew him before all the bad stuff. No, actually, I didn't. If he liked cream corn, I knew him during the bad stuff. Yeah. No, I'm sure Hitler had to love cream corn. It's anyway. getting way off track. Uh, well, you know, so we had cream corn, and uh, our grandmother said that we couldn't have... Uh, dessert without it you can't have your pudding if you don't eat your cream corn it was pudding um that we couldn't have if we didn't eat it and i'm like see that and there's a difference between uh the two of us is that i want that pudding i'm gonna eat the cream corn i'm gonna i'm just gonna i'm gonna do it yeah you grin and bear it and then you get your your pudding and roger you know he had to he had to take a stand (laughs) and not eat that cream corn and he didn't get his dessert and i'm laughing at him eating my dessert you know, the, the the taste of the cream corn has been washed out of my mouth by now, and I'm just, like, eating my dessert. Like, you're a flipping idiot, man. He's sitting there with nothing. And how does this relate to the because he didn't the because, he because he didn't eat, eat something that yes. he should have eaten. So Tom, and he should have eaten this cup. Tom also doesn't eat things. So when we were kids... <laughs> This my, is a sports show, my guys. Grandmother, no, it's our, not. Our grandmother, all of our grandmother, all of us, uh, made, made a cube steak, and Tom hated it. Absolutely hated it. Never liked eating it. So what he would do... Don't worry, Tom. We have a story for Michael. We're gonna let we're gonna let Michael finish, and then Tom's gonna have his day. We gotta get back into the sports after this. This is all we have. Whatever. So Tom would I just put, post it on all the social media. Tom medias. would put like all of the meat in his mouth and chew it up, but he wouldn't swallow it for whatever reason. He wouldn't swallow it. And then he would spit it into a napkin. It's Hey, that's clever. He would though. spit it into a napkin. But here's the thing. He wouldn't throw it out because yeah. he felt then someone might open the, uh, the, the trash can and yeah. see it. So he would hide it until he could throw it out later. I am a genius. So it only backfired on me once. <laughs> he was caught red meat handed once. It, well, they found it like next to the refrigerator or something uh, like two days later because he forgot to throw it out later. And, and they never had any pets, so they knew it wasn't like the dog yep, and the cat. Yep. It was, uh, so it must be a Steeler fan thing. I don't I don't know, Michael, because one time I remember, Tom, you remember we went out to yeah. eat as a family once and we were all kids. We went out for uh, Mexican food. And I was and sick as hell. You guys always bring no, this up. I no, was sick you, as you hell. Were, you were, he, was, he just wasn't having it. So, t- t- so to spite us, I get the best nachos on the planet. And to spite us all, Michael gets like a plain hamburger. I did. And we're like, oh, you really showed us? <laughs> I didn't want Mexican because I didn't feel good. You can get a plain taco, though. Yeah. No, it's got spices I just, on I, the hamburger. I think, it was, I think it was funny because like, <laughs> it seemed like he thought he was spiting us. Which, we were all kids, so he yeah. probably did think he was spiting us. I'll show them. No, at that like, point, I was just like, well, if I have to be here. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you'll show me. I got something to show you, and it's these great nachos. <laughs> Anyways, so eat the cup, Roger. Eat the f- cup. Because if you don't eat the cup, this is what happens. We talk about this stupid crap for hours on You've end. derailed our entire show. If you don't eat the cup, you ruin our show. Anyway, so. And then you're going to really eat it. I picked the Seahawks, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Bills won this game. That's why I picked a tie. Not yet, no, I picked it because it was a joke. I would but, be surprised if the Bills won this game. Well, I, I, But I was looking at it, and I'm like, you know what? This could be a close one. You never know. Vegas doesn't think it will be. That thing that we don't promote, yes. betting. Don't do it. But I don't really care. 
So I think it can be close. Close. So if, uh, like I said, I don't see Buffalo winning this game. So if Buffalo wins this game, I will eat a steak. <laughs> wow, you're really going out and there. And I will deliver on this promise. Unlike other Roger people. Yeah, unlike other Rogers. So all right, that's enough food talk. Um, also, that's enough NFL talk too. That isn't is, it? I believe so. So we're gonna hop into what I put what I put on the uh, rundown as unstructured NHL talk. Well, there's not a whole lot of of news going on other than you know just games are being played, players are Canadians um, are getting destroyed. Thomas Vanek actually was just put on long term IR. Was he? Yeah. So that's kind of bad news for for the Red Wings. Oh. Um. So there, there is a there is a game that we have to talk about. We posted about it on the Facebook site on Friday. The oh, Columbus Blue Jackets God. beat the Montreal Canadiens ten to zero. Ten, you guys. Ten. That's the most goals that have been scored by one team this season. And I believe that's the biggest blowout Columbus has been a part of on either side of the ball. They, uh, I know that they lost a game to Detroit nine to nothing or nine to one once. Yeah, I know there's been like a nine to two loss to Detroit or something like that. They won ten to nothing against a nine zero and one team. Starting their backup goalie Al Montoya, who let in all ten goals. Yes. So, however, Al Montoya is not a bad goalie. No, he's not a bad goalie. He's not. He's not a give up ten goals goalie. Meaning that there was some other crap going on for the Canadians that night. They just, I don't, it blows my mind that they did that. There were a couple of the goals, it just, it was after the point where the game was already out of hand, and it just looked, there was one, just like a backhand, where Montoya just didn't really even move. No, yeah, because it was 8 nothing after the second. And I know that if I had to come into the third period and do this again, I probably wouldn't be trying. Yeah. Oh, you put two more in on me. Good for you guys. Right. Um, So for Columbus, uh, Josh Anderson... Cam Atkinson, Nick Felino, and Scott Hartnell all scored two goals. Scotty Hartnell. Felino, I get. Atkinson, I get. Four players with two goals. Um, the yeah. other two came from uh, David Savard and Seth Jones. Yeah, good players there, too. Now, this is a good Columbus Blue Jackets team. I do like they, them. They are 5-3-1. and one. Yeah, I like the Blue Jackets this year. I think they're pretty good. Yeah. But this is the Montreal Canadiens who are 9-0-1. Like, I don't care that you didn't have Carey Price out there. You can put anybody out there and not lose 10 to nothing. They um like where were your goals? Right. Columbus had looking at you Max 40, 40 shots on goal. Yeah. 40 shots on goal for so Columbus. A quarter of them went in. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or did there they were, end up with 41 on the night? Was it 40? No, it, was it was 40. 40. It was 40 exactly. There were wow. 81 faceoffs. Yes, that's the, yeah, that's the one stat that I that I saw and I'm like, well, 10 of those come because it was the <laughs> it was after a goal was scored and 3 of them come because it began a period that's still a crap load of faceoffs. Yeah. Um there was a point where uh the Blue Jackets players weren't even celebrating goals. Usually in hockey, um it's custom. It's customary to uh for for the five guys that were out there, uh for the five players out there to skate past their bench and you know high fives and stuff. And sometimes they'll skate past the goalie and give a little stick tap or whatever. But uh they weren't doing that. They they would score a goal and just go straight to the face off dot. Not to be jerks, but to just get the game going. Just be like you know we got to get out of here. They got to turn the lights off at a certain point because the more the more goals you score the longer a game is going to be because it's more stoppages. 
But uh, 10. Yeah. 10. I, just amazing. I guess the best team in the league. Uh, of those 81 face-offs, Montreal did win 45 of them. Yeah. So. Yeah, they did pretty they good. They had something going for they them. They had something going. They had. They probably blocked more shots, too. Uh, No. Columbus blocked 17. Uh, They only blocked 9, I think. Well, maybe they should have blocked more. So. Well, yeah, that was the issue. I mean, that's you're going to give up 10 goals when you're blocking nothing. That's, right. that's the thing. That's the thing. Montreal's not going to have more blocks because they're letting every thing get to the goalie and you can't even pull it's not like you can pull montoya and put another guy in because price price had had played the the next night yeah yeah they had they had a game the next night so it's kind of like pitchers in baseball where you don't want to do that kind of stuff to them um you couldn't do you had you didn't have to leave montoya out there hanging you know you had to leave him in the game but the other skaters on the ice could have done something and not let those pucks get there yeah yeah it was ridiculous what Montreal let Columbus do? Like I said, Columbus is a good team, but uh, you know it, they they took down no, the best team in hockey in a very crushing way. Yeah, like I don't care how good you are, you shouldn't. You know how good how good your opponent is, you shouldn't be letting them score. Ten, right, you shouldn't let them score ten goals. It's ridiculous, unbelievable. But so. Uh, Onto structured hockey talk. David was at a game this week. Yeah, I was at a game yesterday. I went up. I mentioned this already. I went up to see the Red Wings uh, take on the Edmonton Oilers, and uh, I was really excited to see uh, two first overall draft picks there. I kind of have a list going. I was able to add uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Connor McDavid. But more importantly, you saw Justin but, uh, Ablocator score a goal. Yeah, got to see Justin Ablocator. I don't get it. He's overpaid. Yeah, he's just he's he's. We don't like him. He's kind of a dirty player. Kind of. Yeah. He adds grit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember, guys. Oh, right. and he's and he's 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 a hometown boy. He's from Michigan or whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Or they they gave him the they gave him uh the alternate captain this year. You guys can't hear it, but I rolled my eyes when he said that. <laughs> oh no, we heard it. Yeah, we heard a little squish. <laughs> No, it's it, it was a fun game though. It was um I got to uh to quote say farewell to the Joe. Like I said on the like the post said um you know that's if I'm not back again for another game right. this season because there are I do have a list of games of potential games based on my schedule and just the price of them. Right. You know Edmonton was a pricier ticket, uh, but I was still happy to go to it because uh, I really did want to see the Oilers with how with how how good of a start they had this season and then they were able to get back on track yesterday in that win, uh, handing Detroit their fifth straight loss. That and that comes after their six straight wins. Yeah, so Detroit They are now six and six. Yeah, Detroit's Detroit's having Detroit's having some trouble right now. Um Howard though was in net. How, Howard was in net yesterday, and he was good. Yeah. Uh, there were there was there was this point blank stop that he made. Rebound went right back to the shooter, who uh, another right away another point blank stop that that Howard made. Howard was actually very very good. I, I tell you what, Jimmy Howard leads the league in save percentage and goals against average. Yeah, he does. He's led he's led for a little while now, and uh, he was a free agent in our league up until uh, like three days ago when I picked him up. Yeah. I, every every day I was like. Should I pick up Howard? No, I don't think I will. But, uh, you know, I probably should have because he, he is playing really well. Yeah. Um, but for a lot of the game, though, a lot of the game it did, like, nobody seemed to really dominate at any point. Um, it seemed, just like I said about that Boston game a couple weeks ago, where I, when, when I think this whole losing streak started, uh, it seemed frustrating. And it was a very. Fr- it seemed uh, frustrating for Detroit, but also for Edmonton yeah. yesterday. It seemed like... Um, 
it seemed like a, a lot of points throughout the game. The teams were playing very unorganized hockey. Edmonton was playing very unorganized hockey for much of it uh, before finally starting to get things going. Um, now, I will say that there were some missed calls uh, yeah. that Edmonton should have spent more time in the box. There were only, uh, I think, uh, two penalties apiece. I think there were only four penalties total in that game, two to each team. Uh, there should have been way more uh, to Edmonton. There were some missed ones on Detroit, but there were far more missed penalties on, on Edmonton. Uh, and so that's unfortunate. I've kind of noticed it as a trend throughout most games so far this year that I've watched. Yeah, there, there are a lot of missed they're, calls they're all around. They're play a lot more. Yeah. Well, but, one, well, one of my issues is uh, when they call a penalty, like a, like a trip or something, and then they also call an embellishment penalty on, on the on the player that was tripped. Yeah, to offset it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's silly. Why Why are we calling the tripping penalty in the first place if we're calling the embellishment? Right. Yeah, just let him, let it go. Because, if you're going to call one on both, yeah, just well, let no, it go. Just because it happened. Right, but <laughs> if the guy embellished, I think he should be the one sent to the penalty box uh, alone. But if it was a legitimate trip without the embellishment, too. If it was still a trip, because you can still trip and not, like... You're gonna if you're gonna trip and a guy falls down, that's still a trip. You can still embellish after a real fall. So what? So they are calling things that are there. That's so that's that's the answer to that. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean, if 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 you got both penalties, just let them play because you're letting them play through everything else. Actually, yeah. no. See, I like the four on four though. Well, I do too. But again, they're letting they're letting them play through so much. I'm seeing so many yeah, uh, yeah. so many blatant spearing penalties that was are, a, uh, that are going uncalled. It was a Devils and Panthers game I watched where Adam Henrique got boarded and they didn't call it, and Kyle Palmieri came over and you know. To, to defend uh, Enrique, and he gets thrown in the box for roughing. Yeah. Well, I, I know we talk about Abdicator and how we're not crazy about him, but he had a really uh, – the goal The goal was a really good goal because he set it up. Uh, he he comes he comes down in on, on – uh, he's going through the right face-off circle down there, and uh, he, he puts it all the way back up to the blue line. It gets banged It gets banged in a, a, on net. There's a rebound that Abdulkader has come in right into the crease to, to like, knock it right back in. Uh, it was really good. Uh, it was a really good play by Abdulkader to get that going. Um, but uh, those other goals, uh, I got to see the goal from Ryan Nugent Hopkins, which I was really happy to see. Pitlick opened up the scoring for, for Edmonton, though, but... Uh, uh, Gustafsson was the goalie for Edmonton, and I actually didn't know who was going to be in net that night. And Tom actually texted me. He said, "You have uh, you have Howard and Gustafsson as your uh, starters." And I remembered Gustafsson playing for Detroit. Yeah, I forgot that he wasn't with Detroit, and I was like, and I texted back, "They're starting too." And Tom just says plainly, "Edmonton is starting Gustafsson." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that he had gone there." I because I really did want to see uh, Dubnik. But yeah, it, um, it didn't matter. Like it was still fun. Uh, happened here really Calvin. quickly. Um, the Vikings are trying out kickers. Oh boy! Hey, good idea. So uh, looks so like there it is. moving on from Blair Walsh. There are no names attached to it, but according to Mike Garofalo of the NFL Network, uh, the Vikings are going to be working out kickers this week. That's yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, just wanted to hop in with that. Did anyone see? Uh, did anyone see that Toronto uh, Vancouver game? No, uh, I saw that it was a mess. Oh boy. Yeah, it was a mess. Uh, goalies got involved in the uh, scrum. Uh, Miller, there was a there was a little scrum going on in the corner off to Miller's left, uh, and he just 
skates out of the net and goes right at the guy. Just <laughs> kind of tries to tackle him. Yeah, there was a there was a heck of a lot of fighting in that in that game. And I'm always, uh, you know, you're not there for hockey, I guess, to really see fights, but they are fun when they happen. Hey, if they're legal, uh, yeah, at the, if they're, you know. It's part of the game. Sports. The only place where assaulting another person yeah. is part of the yeah, part no. of the fun. <laughs> it was it was uh it was it was kind of a mess there. But no, uh Anderson came over, Frederick Anderson yeah. of Toronto came over at one point and he hopped into it. They uh they they actually ended up ejecting those two goalies. Awesome. Which was which was kind of fun. Well I think you don't see that I, every day. I, I believe there was a, a rule that they are not allowed to leave their crease area yeah. to join a fight. I think that's ridiculous. I think they should be allowed. I, I think that the fighting should, uh, you know, be be uh, e- equal for everybody. I think I've, if a goalie wants to fight, he should be allowed to fight. I've seen a couple goalie fights at walleye games. It's always fun. Yeah. Um, I don't. I can't remember any of them ever being kicked out though. Yeah. So. Uh, Miller and Anderson got in some trouble. Tom, Tom and I were at a walleye game. Uh, that's uh, to remind everybody who may not know. That's. Uh, Toledo's ECHL, East Coast Hockey League team. It's two leagues under the NHL, and we feed the Detroit Red Wings. Tom and I uh, were at a game the, uh, Saturday. Um, we're not even going to talk about the bobblehead giveaway because it was a freaking mess. Did and you guys not get one? Man, no, I, we got one, but it was just chaos. It was like the, it was like uh, Black Friday. I don't even want to talk about it. It was embarrassing. But uh, the game uh, became embarrassing as well. Toledo came out so strong. Yeah. They were it was two nothing after three and a half minutes, and then uh, we lost five to two. <laughs> I, was, I was following along, and I knew you guys yeah. were there. Oh. They looked so good in the first period. Like the first period was just domination by Toledo, and then uh, the second period, Wheeling scores three goals. And then uh, in the third period, they score another goal, uh, and then the empty netter. Everybody was yelling. Everybody was, like, mad at Patterson, Toledo's well, the, goalie. The, the, but it was not his fault. The, the trouble was Toledo scored those two goals on two shots. Right, the first They were shots. not shooting the puck at all. Yeah. And Wheeling finally started shooting the puck, finally started clogging up the clot, the uh, the slot. Yep. And Yeah, they were letting us in the slot, and you're going to score every time. Well, not every time, but you're going to score a lot if you get to hang out there all day. Yeah. No, Wheeling came out and uh, played good hockey to, to, to end that for us because Toledo looked so good. They were on a seven-game winning streak uh, before that, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Black. How about them Blackhawks, though, Michael? Yeah, Blackhawks have won two straight. Uh, well, they've won more than that. Well, they seem on a bigger streak yeah, than that, but two, two in a row against Dallas. Two in a row against Dallas. Yeah, they, uh, they just they won in injury regularly. after injury after injury after injury for the Stars this year. Yeah. That's a big. That's kind of a big rivalry. We, uh, so we talked last week. They lost uh, Alice Hemsky, and yeah. this week they lost Jason Spezza. So right. I mean, they those are big. Those are big components. I don't know if they did. I didn't get to watch the game last night. Uh, so I don't know if they did wind up doing it, but there was talk leading up to the game that they were going to have to skate a defenseman as a right winger. Oh boy, I don't know. So it's um yeah, it's not been great for them. Uh, Chicago has been tearing it up. Yeah, Hawks uh, improved in nine they, three and nine three and one. I did not they see have, from them this year. They have actually improved their penalty kill. They are now yeah. they are still last in the league, but they are now up to sixty five percent, which is great. Yeah. Which is great compared to what they were at. No, they were really good. Uh, they had uh, they faced three of them against uh, Colorado during this t- during this streak here, and they that they killed off all three. 
on Colorado. But yeah, to go into Dallas and beat them in regulation and then the other half of that home and home in Chicago to win it to win it off a of host's goal in overtime. 28 seconds left. Yeah. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. Chicago is finding ways. It's st- they're still not cutting through teams like like butter like they should be. Right. Uh like well, you know, who knows what they should be doing, but like we're what, used what, what, to seeing yeah, what we've, yeah. yeah, seen over the last yeah, few years. We're used to seeing Chicago being just this dominant like just, you know, get out of our way kind of team. Right. Dallas though is a team that we expect to give them more trouble. Um, but like you said, there's uh, Dallas, injuries. Yeah, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not trying to make excuses, no, I know. but it's it's obvious. It, it's obvious that it's there. Well, Dallas can't be forgiven for their goal for sticking with the goaltenders they have. They can't they can't be forgiven for letting for keeping Letton and and, and Niemi. Although, I mean, they gotta figure that out. But they well, can be forgiven for Hemsky and Spezza being hurt. But right. Hemsky and Spezza aren't their top two players either. But I mean, for the most part, you know. They've allowed two goals, six goals. That was a bad one. One goal, four goals, you know, pretty average standard. Three goals, two goals, another four, another four, three, two, three, four, and one of them was in overtime. So, I mean, their goaltending has not been terrible. Yeah, you'd like it to be... You'd like it to be around three. Well, the, the issue right. is that they are minus seven in the goal differential category. Right. They're, yeah, they're not s- scoring like they need to be. But, and, and well, they need to get it from all over the lineup. Right, right. They, they can't you know, just they have need- their, their top guys uh, scoring because if one of them goes in a drought. Right. No, they definitely need some guys to step up and, and start getting the puck in the net. However, when you're bringing guys up from the AHL every single day, yeah, it's, it's hard. Tough. It's hard to get a rhythm. It's hard to get yeah, you comfortable gotta, with your line mates. Yeah, you got to plug them in all the time. I went to see the Rangers yesterday. The, 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 the five goals, straight game for for them. Yeah, it's, five goals. They're ten and three. Yeah, New York Rangers are doing really well. Um, Jets. The Jets aren't doing very well. The Winnipeg Jets are five seven and one. Seems like they're only getting goals from Lining and Scheifele. Who got their eighth and seventh respectively yesterday? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, not looking great for Winnipeg. But uh, yeah, New York Rangers are off to a good start that um, I honestly didn't really see coming. But that could that could all end. Right. We are 13 games in though. We're getting to a point in the season where we're where we actually are. We actually do have a significant amount of games under our belts. Right. You can we're, tell who the top tier is going to be. Yeah, and... you can tell. You can tell like that Pittsburgh isn't screwing around. You can tell that Chicago is getting to where they're supposed supposed to be um you know even the blues the blues are staying competitive at seven four and two right and i think they're going to continue to be competitive they won yesterday five to one so we are you know we've had difficulty in in previous shows talking about like hockey in a general way we're able to talk about certain players and how we feel about them but 13 14 15 games into a season now we're at a point where we can say like this is a good team this is a bad team right i think columbus is a better team than anybody expected i think edmonton yeah. is as good as their start um they I just had they, they weren't super great yesterday against detroit but i think they're i think they still but played I, you know, I think it's a, a a very good thing that they are able to win those games where they're not playing maybe playing their best where they're not skating all over the uh the opposing team yeah oh it's fun to talk about it's fun to be able to talk about them too you know to be able to talk about edmonton as a good team and back back to montreal uh you know the very next day after losing like they did to to uh columbus they they prove again who they are carrie price comes in and they win 
well, they win five to four. They still gave up a ton of goals. Um, but you know, they come in and they score a ton of goals too. Yeah. They come in and score as many as they need to. So one, one big complaint that I have as far as the NHL season goes, and I have this complaint every single year right now, the Columbus Blue Jackets have played 10 games. Uh huh. The Philadelphia Flyers and New York Rangers have each played 13. Yeah. Now here's the thing before Columbus's 11th game, those two teams will get to 14 games. Yeah. And this happens all the time. And it, it caused a lot of issues down the stretch too, when you're trying to figure out, you know, what do you need to clinch and everything like that? And, you know, all of a sudden now Edmonton has seven games remaining, but Minnesota only has four. And right. The NHL needs to do a better See, job scheduling. And I understand these are really used for other I things. I find that's fascinating. You know, I, I find it, you know, you're sitting there wondering, especially for a bubble team like like the, the Devils are, you know, most years. You find that you're you're more able to just pay attention to your team than worrying about what other teams are doing because you can't really tell, you know, if they've they've got, you know, three more games left than us and you just it's easier to focus on on your yourself and your team and not have to worry about anything else. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's so, you know, Columbus is, is going to be four games behind. So say they win those four games, they're going to be nine, three and two. Are we going to be talking about them at nine, three and two, the same way that we were talking about New York at 10 and three. If right by the time Columbus gets to those games, New York has played four more and they've won them all. So now we're still talking about New York and we're still kind of ignoring Columbus because they're not as good as New York. Do we have the same, do we have the same scheduling issues though with, uh, with basketball yeah. who have this? Yeah. Because they both play both both sports play 82 games. Yep. They have the exact same uh, length of a season. Yeah, I mean, and, right, uh, right now, everything's kind of even in basketball. Everybody's played five to seven games. Yeah. It's just it can seem unfair if you have a team that's played 11 games play a team that has 14 has played 14 games, right. where these guys might be slightly more tired. They don't get the same amount of rest as you would say in football. Yeah, <laughs> where you know in football is kind of an extreme in that they only play 16 uh, games uh, throughout a 17 week season, but. Yeah. But you know, you know, I get it. Yeah, I get it. It's just, it, it's, it's one of my pet peeves about that, about that kind of thing. Yeah, it's tough. Um, so, but, uh, talking about the NBA schedule. Um, so things are things are rolling along in the NBA. Like I said, most teams between five and seven games played. Um, Steph Curry and the Warriors. Got who? Steph Curry. Who's he? That guy that made all those three pointers. Oh, did he make a lot of threes the other day? Um, no. How uh, many did he make? He actually made zero. What? Yeah. First time in 157 <laughs> games. Yeah, his streak is broken. Um, that's a huge streak. It is. Uh, it, and it, so the team. How the, big of a lead does he have on the next guy? Oh, I'm not. I'm. There's no. It doesn't matter. Sure. It's no. just so big that It'll, it's like. <laughs> That's one of those that won't be broken. Yeah. So will, so will Curry break it again? Will he I, break his own? He could. He's I, he's, he's done he's it before. Player. He's a player yeah. that can. Well, so that, that's a similar thing with Breeze's uh, consecutive game touchdown record. It's like I think he was like number one and two in that race. So or yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Um, so the amazing thing about this is that the loss came to the Lakers. The streak was snapped against the Lakers, who are rebuilding and terrible. I wouldn't um, say terrible. I mean they they. They are four and three. Yeah, still, it's. I mean, it's a young season. I, I still believe that they're going to be a bottom feeder in the West. Um, but 
just amazing that that was the team to do it. You'd think it would be a San Antonio or a Cleveland, you know, something like that. So well, those teams are more worried about getting to the win. Oh yeah, no, I'm sure. You know, but... I'm, I'm sure the Lakers went out there with more of a mindset of, you know, what let's let's try and stop their big guys, and if we can pull it off, and they did. They won by what, 26? Uh, they won by 20. 20? Yeah, I believe. Uh, I, I think I saw they were up 26 at one point. Yeah, it could be. Um, yeah, it's amazing that it happened against that team. Um, but I, I expect them to come back. I expect them to make, you know, to have another streak similar. Um, but in the, in the game prior, uh, Golden State won 122 to 96 over the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, Kevin Durant's first first game against his former team. He had 39 points in 31 minutes, and uh, Russell Westbrook was held to 20 points on four of 15 shooting for Oklahoma City. So the media made a huge deal about this uh, his first game against the former team, and that is usually a very big deal. I get it. Um, I think it went the way most people expected with Golden State. You know, having those three players. I did and... not expect them to trounce them so bad. No, I, yeah, I didn't think it would be that bad. Uh, I, I expected double digits, I guess, May, uh, you know, hard telling sometimes. But um, that was not the only case of a player fa- uh, facing a former team as Joe Kim Noah and Derek Rose returned to Chicago for the first time since being traded and uh, signing as a free agent in, uh, in New York. Um Noah wound up with 16 points and nine boards. Derrick Rose had 15 points and 11 assists as the Knicks came in and won 117 to 104. Yeah, my Tom, Knicks. Tom's Knicks. Tom's Knicks. Tom had a Knicks hat when he was like six. And that's what makes you a fan. He's he's locked in. Yeah. He, you don't. You're not getting out of this. We're gonna hold you to your Knicks fandom. Sorry, they've got their their colors are okay. They're two and four. <laughs> your crummy, crummy two and four Knicks. I honestly don't. I, I we honestly... can't all hop on the same bandwagon. That <laughs> makes it no fun at all. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I don't. I don't know that I really have a team that I root for. Like I said, I don't really. I, I pay way more attention to basketball later in the season. How about when we're getting closer to playoffs? I watched all. Most I, people do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I watched. I watched a lot of playoff. Uh, uh, yeah. I watched a lot of playoff basketball uh, last season. I usually do. You watch could, a lot uh, of playoff basketball. You'd be a Pelicans fan. Oh um, no. They're zero and six. I'm not so that stupid. A team that's just all- because I don't watch a lot doesn't mean I don't know right <laughs> who sucks and who's good. So a team that's only slightly better than them the mavericks uh their owner billionaire and noted baby mark cuban uh yeah he's a, <laughs> he's a child uh, he's re- he's a child at best he, he's revoked the credentials of two espn reporters well didn't it come uh, down to wasn't that because they became more like the, the, general no it's because they wrote negative things about the oh mavs that is why the mavs are bad he well he he didn't say that was why, it, is but... he going to revoke our credentials so <laughs> i'd like to see him try you suck mark cuban oh eric just checked the oh, email no. and and there's one in there and it says hey bros it says hey bros because it's mark cuban and uh the, the email, he doesn't the, the email itself is wearing a popped collar he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't know that we're even called ballpark ballpark bros and he's calling us bros like, we don't even say bros we just call the show that because yeah. you guys are brothers but uh we're not, yeah mark cuban yeah so the the reporters are mark stein and tim mcmahon uh, he did not ban them from the AAC, but he said they're not allowed to cover games there. Uh, when asked about it, he said it's between us and ESPN. Okay. Um, uh, McMahon, McMahon, he's going to take spent, on Disney. Yeah. McMahon has spent more time in other cities this year. Um, but he's 
covered the Mavericks primarily for quite some time now. And uh, Mark, Mark Stein has been with ESPN since 2000, and he previously covered the Mavs with the Dallas Morning News. Both of them are based in Dallas, uh, so they do have a lot to do with the Mavs, but they've they've said that uh, you know they, they've covered the games the way they need to be covered the Mavs are not good and I think I think it's Cuban uh, you know throwing a fit because somebody's bad mouth at his team rather than the yeah. fact that they're not you know Mavs beat reporters for whatever publication who knows if I was a billionaire I wouldn't care how well my team is playing <laughs> yeah I remember, was it is it Balmer on the Clippers yeah yeah I remember when he I remember when that he happened. is so excitable he's yeah. hilarious I don't was it Conan I don't know if it was, yeah yeah, yeah it's Conan yes. where he, come, he comes he comes out in this big red Clippers shirt yeah. and he's just like so jazzed about it but I don't think he's gonna be as anywhere near as insufferable as Cuban is I love I love him because so Balmer was fun. I don't remember who they were playing, but there was this monster throwdown by somebody for the opposing team, and he got excited because it was just this awesome play. <laughs> Even though it was against his team, he thought it was just the coolest thing in the world. I love that about him. Is he the friend that you take? Is he the friend that you take to the game who doesn't know yeah. anything? And <laughs> yeah. like, and like, they accidentally get excited for the other team. I've had, <laughs> I've had that happen where it's like, yeah, they scored. No, no, sorry, we're rooting for the other guys. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Yeah, Mark Cuban. Whatever. Yeah, we're uh, seeing the Mavs this year I too, said, aren't we? Noted yeah. baby. Yeah, we have uh, we have tickets to go see the Mavs up in Detroit. Um, well, up in Auburn Hills. <laughs> I'm I lo- cannot for wait now. for them to move. I've been looking at other. Uh, I'm I'm looking online at other games too. Let me know, man. I'm hey. Uh, we need to get a Cavs game together too. Oh my god, I've never seen LeBron. So. I'm off today, and if I can get to LA in time. Oh yeah, go go no go. We'll finish. Go tickets for Pistons Clippers. If you're in Los Angeles and you want to, you got nothing to do today because I hear it's a really boring city. Oh, there's nothing. Um, is, so is this why tickets are this cheap? Who wants to guess what ticket? What six not, bucks? Tom, do you have a guess? I was gonna say about fifteen. Four dollars. We still both went over. lose. Uh, we both lose because price is right. You like you guys can in, in Los Angeles today. If you really have nothing to do and you want to go see the Pistons, or it doesn't, you don't even have to want to. If you just want to play a fun game, let me know if you can get a cheaper Uber. Let me know what costs. <laughs> like, let me know what costs. What costs more? Make a game out of this, you guys. Try to get a an Uber. Cheaper than the game or whatever, whatever's fun for you guys. If you four dollars, if you can do it and prove it, we'll send you a gift. First person to first person to do it yeah. and prove it, we'll send you a gift. Yeah, we'll send you a gift. It'll you know uh, let us know what team you're a fan of. It you don't have to be a fan of either of these teams or even the sport in general. You could be uh, a Rams of people fan. that are to be able to do this is very small considering we're talking about tonight's game. But, I don't still, but still, it's a Monday night. What else are you gonna do? Yeah, no, I'm serious. If you guys can send us, uh, we gotta throw, uh, we gotta throw out a stipulation. I, I'm guessing though, probably because, like, what if you're like a block away from the stadium and you're like, I need an Uber. Yeah, well, let's see. Minimum yeah. distance of one mile. There we go. There, minimum distance of one mile from the Staples Center. If you guys can show us a cheaper, we need Uber, screenshots and everything. We need a screenshot. We need a ticket stub. Show us all this crap. First person to do it gets a prize. Four, four dollars. You got. And this is regular season. This is today. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's only because I have I have a website up where I'm looking at I'm looking at pos, you know other yeah, Pistons right. games that it's, I yeah because I'm looking at like uh, you know we've got like other games you know that we could go to um like other weekend games like Celtics are at the Pistons on the 19th of November right this, you know this month right and it's only like seventeen dollars. And so it's like, yeah, I'd consider going to that. Yeah. It depends on what I'm doing on the 19th, but you never, who knows? Right. <laughs> A little bit of news here. Four uh, Alex Smith is going to start against the Panthers this Sunday. Oh, he's right. out of the protocol. He's, uh, he's good to go. Good. Good for him. The, so the biggest Red Bull is a dollar more than these tickets. Oh my! <laughs> so, There's two of them sitting at our table. So games that'll games that'll wind up costing more than than this uh, particular game. Yeah, let's uh, name them all off. <laughs> well, I was just gonna go with one sport. The NWHL returns this week after yes. their hiatus. Yeah, they were off for a couple weeks because we had uh, they had some other stuff to do. What uh, they most of the uh, most of the players were off in playing in the uh, Four Nations Cup, which is it's a little tournament of women's hockey for the USA, Canada, Finland, and Sweden. Uh, USA took home the gold. Yeah, USA won. USA women's hockey uh, has something to be proud about right there. It's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty happy for them. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, like we said, a lot of those women play. Like they put this, they put the league on hold for two weeks so they can go play this tournament because so many women, um, you know, who are in the NWHL are going to play in this tournament. That's really cool. Yeah, so they're uh, they're coming back for uh, for the weekend's games. Yeah, they'll be here. They'll be here this weekend. Um, starting to back up. We've on got Friday the, or Saturday. Uh, yeah. yeah, we've got uh, Saturday. We've got the Riveters and the Butte in Buffalo at Harbor Center. At Harbor Center, and then the the Whale take on the Pride in Boston. Where? Uh, what's their venue? The Pride's venue? Do we know? Uh, they play at Warrior Ice Arena, which is uh, I believe the Bruins practice arena. Is that it's it's close a new to TD? Well, I'm not sure, but I, I know it's a brand new facility. So I was just in Boston, and it's a very compact city, so I can't imagine it's very far from TD Garden, where um, where the Boston Bruins and the Boston Celtics uh, play. Celtics. Yeah. No, it's... What? It's funny, I already said Celtics in this show. So, uh, so if you guys are in the uh, Buffalo or Boston area, yeah, please go check them out. Unfortunately, it's going to cost way more than this Clippers it game. Sure is, but it's probably going to be more fun. <laughs> I can promise you that. So, um, hop into the world of NCAA football from here. Um, Alabama LSU. What? That was a weird game. It really was. Um, I mean, I love defensive football. I really do. Ten um, nothing Alabama. And there was no scoring until the fourth. Uh, the, Alabama finally broke through on a Jalen Hurts 21-yard run um, and added a field goal with about two and a half minutes left. Um, like, we can't even be happy being right about who we picked. Like, right, we, yeah. we all picked Alabama. Nope. Not all of us. Nope. I picked LSU. Tom, so Tom and I picked Alabama. And <laughs> so Michael can feel good about his pick. Yeah. But uh, Tom and I can't really feel good about our pick here because it's like we were almost wrong. <laughs> Yeah, Ten was, to nothing, and yeah. I I expected a blowout. I, I I honestly did. I I thought like LSU, who cares? Too many times in the past, I've seen Alabama just wipe wipe the floor with them. And Alabama still remains number one. Yeah, even though yep. Michigan destroyed Maryland. Mich- uh, yeah, Michigan destroyed Maryland. Washington destroyed California, and uh, Clemson uh, demoralized Syracuse. Uh, so Clemson won fifty-four to nothing. They're number two in the land. Uh, number three, Michigan 
won 59 to 3 over Maryland. And to close out this weekend's action, number five, Washington beat Cal 66 to 27. So you're taking that from the coaches, Paul. Now, the AP top 25 says Michigan's number two. Yeah. I thought no, that no I'm the... going from the um, playoff rankings. Oh, oh, okay. Because um, Texas A&M was number four, they lost, so we're probably looking at uh, looking at Bama, Clemson, Michigan, Washington as the as the top four uh, for the playoff uh, uh, coming out this week. So I I really think you got to move Alabama down to number two. I mean they. Well, here's. I know that it's always a tough game to play LSU for them. LSU on the road and LSU is ranked. Um, yeah, that's that's the thing. But, there. And, they were they were the only ranked opponent out of those three those three games we just yeah. mentioned. It's, it's not only that. There is. I so uh, a listener of the show. He's actually our cousin Matt. Uh, shared an article with us about and talking about how Bama's win was more impressive than these other ones and whatever. I don't buy it. I it think really the other isn't. ones were more impressive because. Um, with Alabama, I don't care how ranked LSU is, they need to score more than ten points. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so no, it's true. Matt Matt is very critical of the SEC bias that happens in this country, and ESPN is a leader in SEC bias, worldwide leader. Yeah. Um. And it, you know, a lot of SEC fans claim that it doesn't exist, and that you know we're making it up. No, we live in the heart of Big Ten country here in Toledo. Yeah. SEC bias is a very very real thing. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, I, I know way too much about the SEC being as close. We're Ann Arbor's 42 minutes away. Yeah, and, it, <laughs> and it's, it's ridiculous. We're surrounded by OSU fans, yet I'm still we're still inundated, it seems, with the SEC. Yeah, so I mean, why, SEC bias is real, and it's part of why Alabama will not drop in the polls. Well, and why don't SEC teams come on up here during the cold months and exactly. give it a try? Yeah, like no, I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's let's see Alabama let's, try to play in a snowy, sleety yeah. mess of a slush field. Yeah, yeah, Alabama, come to the big house. Yeah, come, come to come come to Ann Arbor and play in uh, six inches of snow and negative five degree weather in the wind of that part of Michigan. Are you kidding me? Yeah, come do that. Let's just see what happens. Yeah. but no, you know they're 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 into scheduling cupcakes like Chattanooga at this time of year. Yeah, right. Not like like I'm not crazy in any of these teams. Getting That's the, for real. They're playing Chat. I'm pretty sure they're playing Chattanooga this that's week. That's messed up. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I don't. I don't like anybody really being able to make their schedule. But that's. But no, they're playing uh, Chattanooga next week. They oh, got. Week. Uh, but yeah, you by week this week or Missouri State. Oh, Missouri State. Okay. So sorry. yes, by week. Oh, but yeah, you guys can't deal with this crap. Yeah, I, you know there is a definite <laughs> SEC bias, and yeah, I mean, you got, I mean, they shut down the, they shut down, you know, they shut down the city down there when it snows like that. Yeah, and as far as I'm concerned, I think Clemson should be number one. That that would be my vote. Um, yeah, I mean, I would think so. They're number two, and yeah. I tell <laughs> why wouldn't they be number? Once, you know, once Michigan gets through OSU, Michigan, yeah, that, Michigan probably deserves to be number one. Yeah, yeah I agree. Because yeah, so, so because despite OSU's loss, they are still. Oh yeah. Despite their one loss, power. they're oh. still blowing stuff up. Yeah. So Louisville, their coach said, for them to be able to get into the playoff, they're gonna have to keep running up the score on teams. They're gonna yeah. be yeah. these style point wins. And here's the thing: each one of those three teams that we mentioned after Alabama did that this week. Yep. Alabama was unable to do it. Right. Everybody talks about style wins and how the points matter and everything like that. Yeah. If it really truly matters, why are we giving a pass to Alabama when they barely beat LSU? Right. And yeah, I get it. LSU is better than Syracuse, Cal, and um, Maryland. Maryland. I get that. 
Yeah. But if you're really, truly the number one, you'd put up more than 10 points. Yeah. So, Alabama fans, let us have it. Get on the Facebook. Get on the Twitter. Defend your team. Let us have it. Tell us why we're wrong about the SEC bias. Tell us why you guys deserve to be number one, because we don't buy it. Well, they're going to say because it's all the past championships. But what about today? That's what we want to know about. We want to know about today. We don't care about about past championships. Yeah, we don't care about that crap. We want to know about today. Why should you be in first place today? Why couldn't you put up more than 10 points on LSU? This season. This season. Why are you in first? We'd love to know. So I think that, not, and it's like I'm not even like people will hear this and be like, oh, well, they're all fans. No, I honestly for for these guys are both Notre Dame's yeah. Dame fans, and I could care less who yeah, wins. I was, I was saying, I think people are people are <laughs> like, gonna think, oh, they're Big Ten guys. We are not. No, I'm actually really annoyed. Like I, I just get annoyed by OSU and University of Michigan being stuck in between it because I don't care that much. Both of their fan bases are pretty obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, and so like so Matt's I'm, gonna hate me for saying that, but well, Matt, whatever. But like some of your, some of your fans. But just, I know some Notre Dame fans are too. I but just it. to show that I don't have a Big Ten bias. Yeah. Like, I get so annoyed seeing this crap all day long. Right. <laughs> like, I'm hearing about it. I, you, you know, you go to work, you go anywhere, and you're just surrounded by those four colors. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's crazy. But, yeah, I mean, we're not Big Ten guys, and a lot of you might think that, you know, we're just defending our hometown. Nope, we're not. Nope, couldn't care less don't about care. I don't care about the Wolverines. I hate going into OSU on a game, uh, we're go, more, going we're into more, Columbus on a game day to see my friends. We're more Mac guys than we are yeah. Big yep. Ten guys. Yeah. Okay. We're Mac guys. You know, David went to two Mac schools. I yeah. went to a Mac school. Yeah. So love so. us some underdog football. Yeah. We live in a Mac town. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So no, we have no reason to have any bias uh, against you guys. We want to know why, why there's a bias for you guys. Yeah. Because it's annoying. Who cares about Alabama? No one. You guys are gonna lose. <laughs> so I'm gonna hijack the ballpark this week, even though I just went. Yeah. I'll yeah. If if anybody knows, if anybody's any good at pattern recognition, you would know that. It's David's turn. Not anymore. My ballpark. Yeah, I'm going. This is like one of those. Uh, you know, I feel almost like you're Adlai Stevenson, and I'm see. I'm giving up my floor time uh, <laughs> to so that the, you. <laughs> I'm pulling crap Answer out of the question. Yeah. God. Yeah. No. You can always rely on me to just make some stupid joke going back to a time that my parents barely remember. 1963, the UN. Let's talk about Cuba. Let's talk about Cuba, Michael. Talking about... Answer the question. There are Cubans on this team. Well, yeah, yeah, probably. All right, so we're talking about Wrigley Field because, duh. um, Yeah, if you didn't see this coming, then you're an idiot. Yeah. And uh, don't call our fans idiots. No, I'm only calling the ones that didn't see it coming idiots. Oh, all right. I'm sorry, guys. So we're talking. You're not idiots. I'm an idiot. We're talking about a park that opened in 1914 and has been home to the Cubs for so, so many years. One of the most beloved places on earth, Wrigley Field. Um, If you've never been to a game there, you need to get there. The Ivy, the surrounding neighborhood. Um, the buildings that overlook it, you know, you got, you got the stands on top of the buildings across the street, the ones that you can still see. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, The ones that aren't blocked by the big video boards, which I was not opposed to. Like a lot of Cubs fans were, I I was initially opposed to the video boards. I thought it was, I thought I was like, Oh, there's gonna be these giant garish crappy things like Detroit's got, you know, these brand new stadiums have, and then I I saw it in person and Nope. 
It's yeah. just a rectangle. When yeah. it helps, they, and and they do it. In, they make it the right color. Yeah, if they do the green and white, the high contrast that you're used to seeing on old old school scoreboards. And they did that. Yeah, they did that well. And I was actually pleased when I and saw it. I was like, well, I'm wrong. That's like a, that's they, a time that I admitted. They like, don't I'm do wrong. all these all these graphics that constantly pop up on these other screens. Yes, that, that's the thing yeah. about the video boards is they keep it. They keep it those th- one of that them, color. One of them is it shows the lineup. Yep. The other one shows the the uh, is it the scores? The score. The score or the areas or the the it, other MLB scores. It's or? got the it's got the man at bat. No, they still use the center field. Yeah, okay. they still uh, use the center field ones. But that one shows like who's at bat. You know, different pitcher stats, whatnot. Um, but they keep it all the replays. That, they keep it all that that same green color, and there aren't like moving images. Right. That's, they'll show they'll show replays on them. Like you'll actually forget they're there. They're not super bright to where they're like blinding you. Yeah. They they match they match the actual paint that covers other things in the stadium. Well, and it, it helped for me for the one game we went to that uh, I was actually keeping score, you know, on on a on an actual score sheet, and it helped to be able to look up and see who was in the lineup, you know, as opposed to having to say you know, wait for the next guy to come up to bat and try to jot down his name as quick as you can. Yeah, and with a with a place like Wrigley, which is this really old place, you don't have all the room in the world to do it to put to put that information out there. Yeah. And you're in a town like Chicago where you don't have all the room in the world. Not that the Cubs are exactly like strapped for cash, but right. but you know, just saying, uh, it's it's a hard thing to do that. And they did it in a really cool way with those, those video boards. Yeah. So I said it opened in 2000. Or in 1914, not 2014. <laughs> uh, they celebrated the centennial in 2014. Um, so the Cubs actually started playing there in 1916. So the the stadium's two years older uh, than the time the Cubs have been there. So kind of nice for the Cubs to do it on the 100 year anniversary of coming to coming to Wrigley. Right, um, they didn't do it on the 100 year of there. We but. got the we got to be there this year. We got to be there last year. I was there the year before. And the, yeah, I was there the um, year before the so, centennial year. Yeah, it was nice getting to see. Get to see the stadium as it progressed, adding in all the features that they're getting, and they're not even done yet. I mean, they're expanding. The Cubs got a new clubhouse this year that apparently has a dance room attached to it or something like that. As and, one should. Uh, it's it's an amazing facility. Um, I do want to get there and take the tour. I've never taken the tour. Neither have yeah. I. I've been there three times, and uh, we've never yeah. done the tour. So I I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, and uh, so on the on the follow polls, they have the retired numbers. Uh, on flags out there for uh, Ron Santo, Ernie Banks, Ryan Sandberg, uh, Billy Williams, Fergie Jenkins, and um, Greg Maddox. And they've got three on each foul pole. And it, it's great having them out there because you know if you're getting home runs just by watching the retired numbers flap in the wind. <laughs> um, it, uh, there's, there's so much. Um I, get, no, I, the, the, I, I love their sign out front. Like yeah, I, I love that old, yeah. old sign. Like that's a beautiful sign. Obviously, you've everybody got the gets their everybody gets their picture at that marquee. Yep. It's really awesome. Like it's just you're dodging camera shots, you know, because you don't want to screw up somebody's shot, right? Because uh, you know, because you want to take the same picture. It's it's that old style scoreboard. It's like pretty much an original scoreboard. Yeah. Um, that's really cool to look at. The uh, uh, so for Game Seven, fans in Chicago stood outside Wrigley. Yeah, listening to they were listening to the game on on radios and and headsets, and someone watching on their phones and everything. But everyone was watching that board. Yeah, and there was video. Waiting to see Cubs win. Yeah, there was video. So it's, you know, Cubs 8, Indians 7, bottom 10, and then all of a sudden it flips and just says Cubs win, and 
Kablamo. erupted. Yeah, just kablamo. It was amazing. Um, <laughs> people on top of cars. But I mean, the, the marquee, people, people who aren't sports fans know that marquee. People know that sign, the red sign with the white letters. People who haven't even been born yet know that sign. Yeah, yeah no, it's a it's a place you want to go. Even if you're someone who's like not like in, if you can't look past that, it's old. And if you can't look past that, like if you're if you're in the men's restroom, you're using one of those. You're using a trough instead of a urinal. Well, that's only <laughs> half of them now. They, they that's right. They are replacing them. But like you know, if you're somebody who can't look past like the 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 quote dated the really dated aspects of it, like it's still something to like that you'd want to say you did that you saw Wrigley because it may not be around forever. You know, you think it's going to be around forever. Why would they tear it down yeah. when they could just renovate? Well. Well, you still never know it may right. not be around forever so, yeah something may happen yeah and, you know it's like you want to try to get there you got to go to wrigley field and be part of the history um you know i took my oldest son two years ago and i'm going to take my younger son and my daughter this year yeah uh, you know next year the two uh 2017 yeah um and i tell you what my favorite part so i every like I said, I've been there every year. We, uh, I went twice to, uh, last year. E, Tom and I, uh, yeah, Tom yeah. and I went twice last year. Yeah, I went so one of those times. The Cubs are three and one in games I've been to, and we played the song at the beginning. The Cubs have their own theme song for after they win games. Yeah, the Go Cubs Go. It it is one of the most entertaining and most fun things to be a part of. Now I've been to Fenway. Where they'll play Neil Diamond. Yeah. And everyone will sing. Stretch, yeah. Everyone will sing Sweet Caroline. Oh. And that's a very cool thing too. Yeah. But yeah, the, the Cubs song is yeah. very cool. Being thing. part of being part of singing Go Cubs Go after a win well, I think it's, is one it's, of my favorite things. Those 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 theme songs that, that a lot of teams have, they are all really corny and kinda yeah. stupid, but you can't help but sing it after a win. Right. You well know? that's part of your identity too. Like Did you guys see Bill Murray? Yeah. Dexter Fowler, yeah. Uh, yeah. Rizzo and, and, Rossi. and Grandpa Rossi yeah. singing it on. Yeah, that was funny. That was amazing. You guys check that out. It was well, great. We talk about identities of teams too, and so having that stupid corny song, like that's you know, yeah. that's part of your identity. Yeah. Like we're all stupid corny people. Why they, should why should we deride the Cubs when, you know, we're kind of yeah. I'm kind of an idiot. When they won that World <laughs> Series game at home you could hear it yeah. miles away from the stadium. Yeah. You could open your windows and hear it in Chicago. And, you could uh, be a, you could be in Michigan on the other side of the lake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it carries from that stadium. It, it's amazing. Um, the other thing that they do when the Cubs win is they fly the W. You guys have seen me post this on the Facebook. It's that white you, you flag know, with the blue league. W. Yeah. Since 1937, win or lose, the Cubs have flown, flown a flag afterwards. And if they win, it's the W. If they lose, it's the L. If they have a doubleheader that they split, they will fly both. Ooh, not, many, uh-huh. not many people know that. Sweet. Um, so fly the W, it's, it's a saying around Wrigley. You see it all over social media and – it's a good feeling watching that flag go up and getting to getting to wave your own flag around, and obviously even sweeter after that game seven. Michael, um, do you have a tiny W flag? I do not have a tiny W flag. Some, well, somebody had a we'll W flag at the uh, at the walleye game. Someone had a Cubs yeah. W yeah. flag that they were carrying around, so they yeah. were they were still pretty jazzed. Yeah, um, it's it's amazing watching that flag go up and getting to sing "Go Cubs Go" at the end of a game. Uh, we you know there's there's so much tradition there with that kind of stuff and. Um, it's it's very easy to get down there too. There's a red yeah. line stop on Addison. Yeah, it's it's about a block away. So it's and then Chicago's got the bikes and everything else. It's not you know. I stay actually was lucky uh, enough to uh, 
Well, I got a hotel room uh, on Addison one time that I went. That was pretty cool. I only had to walk like a mile or so. That's a really cool area of town to walk around in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I've had a lot of fun at Wrigley. I just like how it looks. I like yeah. that old style look because we're used to seeing these big garish things right. these days. Everything's just so crisp. Uh, yeah, all kind of iconic ivy everywhere. That, that's a big part yeah. of the ivy, which you know has been around since 1937 as well. Right. Um, you know, PK Wrigley when when he owned owned the team in the state or the stadium. Um, so many innovations that are still there that are still being used, and it's it's just amazing to see this stuff stand the test of time. And you know. Yeah, it, it's it's weird in the beginning stages of baseball. You see that brown, crispy, yeah, stuff hanging to the walls, and as the season progresses, you get that nice, lush green. And it's a uh, it's a combination of Boston and Japanese bittersweet ivies. Um, that it's kind helps of it. insight you'll only get here on Ballpark it is. Bros. Um, that helps it that helps it make it through the winners. Um, it's but I mean, you know you you talk about Wrigley, and that's the first thing people are going to think of. Uh, you know they they call it the friendly confines. And I know you guys go in there as opposing fans. They've got the Budweiser bleachers, which are great to be in. It was it was a lot well, of fun. Um, a lot of drunks. <laughs> oh, man. A lot, a lot of drunks. It was 487,000 um, degrees it, that Yeah, day. it was really hot that day, too. So uh, they kind of dampened that. But it, it wiped was, me out. Yeah. But, but they call Tom, it the friendly confines. Tom got sunburned. He did. Tom always gets sunburned. For the second these. time at a baseball um, game. <laughs> So they call it the friendly confines, and it really, really is. I mean, everybody's there. They're just having a good time. They want to watch some baseball. There's not, you know, there's no one being nasty to you if you're wearing an opposing hat. You, you can have a good time being the opposing fan there. Um, and you know, for those of us who are Cubs fans, obviously we're all friendly to each other, and it, it's a great place to take your kids to a game. You know, I didn't have any problems there with my son, uh, and they're they're just very accommodating to everyone. It's yeah, it's a cool place. Yeah, one of the one of the best ballparks you'll ever go to. I highly recommend getting there uh, before you die. Just once before you die. So we yeah. can we can repurpose that. Now. Just yeah. one before I die. Yeah, just one. We got it. Um. So well, I think we are just about out of time. Um. So we will be back next week for more sports information. Yeah, we can have a sports. guest on uh, and in uh, on next, Monday. We're ta- we're trying to get a yes next week. We will have my buddy Mason Pierce on the show with us. We're gonna because we're doing talk baseball awards. Baseball awards. Yeah. Our awards. Our baseball awards. This isn't like our guesses. This is our awards. Who we think needs to win. So tune in next week, and uh, you get to hear my buddy Mason and the three of us give those out. So. Yeah. Uh, that'll be it for us. You guys have a great day. We will talk to you next week and go Cubs go.